episode 16 of the dad pod sports cast uh kevin on the other end Artie and john uh what's up boys what's going on howdy what's going on how's the world uh same old same old i guess another week uh some football news some baseball news uh we will get hot and heavy with the nhl today for fucking the first time in 16 weeks um and hot it's finally finally getting fun it's getting fun now hot and heavy on the ice let's go uh we got some card break news we've got some jake ball news pga stuff like we're really branching out fellas like this is this is a full-fledged podcast now yeah, I mean, wow. we might even talk about basketball for five seconds. I mean, it's yeah, it's, right? Like, it's amazing. It's going to be we're great. Digging, we're digging deep. So, uh, starting off, I guess, uh, spring training is right around. Like, it started. It's it's here, folks. Oh, uh, no, it's rolling. MLB baseball. Yeah. Uh, big news, I guess, so far is that Manny Machado basically signs his life away. Uh, 11 years, 350, full no trade. He's going to end up retiring as a Padre at age 42. What you guys think, fellas? Like, is, is it worth it or no? Uh, well, if they win a World Series, maybe. I mean, right. You know, everyone <laughs> talks about the Mets spending money, but the Padres, I feel like, are right there. Oh, and, definitely. But the Padres he, have, have several long-term contracts now on their roster. He's spending yes. like a he's spending like a naval officer on leave. Like let, let's be honest with it. Like yeah. he is spending like a drunken fucking sailor. Like that that's the reality of it. Like I mean holy listen, shit. He, we said it last week. You can't overpay for great. You can only overpay for good. I don't know. Is is Manny Machado great? I mean, he's probably what? He's probably in the top five of Yeah. Like, of his of third base, right? You know, I uh, I I'd, I'd argue he's probably top five, top six overall. Like if you look at they, his numbers, you could probably make that. You could make that argument. He's, a, absolutely. he's there. He's definitely a top ten of all time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But and but like in the league right now, as far as like players all around, like he's probably a top ten player. I I don't. I'd be a hard pressed to name ten players better than him overall. In the in Major League Baseball, like now projected for this year, I agree. I, I'd be I'd be really hard pressed to find ten players better than him. You know what I mean? And, oh, absolutely. It, it, does does yeah. that warrant three? Does that warrant a, a fucking three hundred fifty million dollar contract? And and you bang him till he's forty two? Maybe not, but that's the going rate. You know what I mean? Like that. That's what you're, you put it in. The, that's where you're at now. That's where the market. You put it at. in the rundown. You're paying for probably the next four or five years, not the last seven or eight or whatever right. six or yeah seven. and like yeah and and if you're getting a ring in the next two or three years then suddenly the 350 doesn't hurt you that much you know what i mean like it's right it is what it is um they have a shot like the, like they definitely have a shot that team's stacked um disgusting. I, I mean you know side note i really really hope that fernando tatis's celebration this year is the throttling of a fucking motorcycle I, I hope oh, to God that, that becomes a thing. Just like the guy on, really on the do. Alabama basketball team when he got patted oh, down. Oh, yeah, he got patted that was, down, yeah. That was, be- that was, like, nice. You're an ass. Like, good job. But, like, the the head coach comes out and goes, hey, I, I didn't think anything of it. Like, it was of course just you one didn't. of those things that they do. He was, he was just clearing him from takeoff, and it's like, you just had a shooting death, buddy. 
shit's not given yeah. because exactly sports runneth all. No self awareness at all. Like, what are we doing here? So uh, Machado um, is uh, was this had a six point eight WAR. If, I don't know how uh, how much we like the WAR stat here in the uh, the Dad Pod, but uh, yeah, that was his WAR, and they project it to be. Uh, they project him to hit over 280 and 840 OPS. So that brings us to, yeah, you know, like, okay. You know, well, that's well, his projection for the year. If if you look at the StatCast projections for fucking Juan Soto, they have Juan Soto having an, like, an all-time Hall of Fame season. So, like, that said, I, I take those shits with a grain of salt. Is he going to hit 270 and 30 home runs? Probably. But is he is uh, Machado gonna go out and turn into the second coming of Ted Williams? Like, no, I uh, I don't know. Like the that that that's a bridge too far. You know what I mean? Like, well, I you agree. have to wait and see, man. Like he he could have a Jeter like slump where he doesn't hit shit for the first month. Like he, nobody knows. Like honestly, a lot. Knows. I I feel like every year we there's always guys who like come out slow. Like even Judge last year. Started like the first two or three weeks of the season. It's like, oh god, this guy's gonna suck this year. And then look what happened. <laughs> yeah, like you know, it. Everyone takes their time. Like in the beginning of the season, usually pitching's ahead of the hitting. Um, you know, especially. I'm just curious, and also too, don't forget the World Baseball Classics going on. So, oh yeah, that's, I'm curious that's, how that's going to starts affect. Is, right. It starts, I think, next week. I no, think yeah, I think it starts Monday. I want to say it starts it, like the sixth or the seventh. That so the sixth would be Monday. Sixth would be Monday. That's next Tuesday. So like I'm seventh through the twenty first. So you're gonna have some rosters like not have the have their main guys like. So I'm curious how that's gonna they're gonna jump right into basically full game action. Not that spring training isn't, but you know you play two innings and then you're done. Like, you know they're gonna jump right into full game action and then they're gonna come back what two weeks before the season starts. So. I'm curious with how how the guys who go to the baseball classic guys who versus guys who don't how they you know start out the season. But listen, am I surprised if anyone in this day and age in Major League Baseball goes 0 for 17 at any point? No, with <laughs> you know it's just how it is. In, in three double plays, no. Right, like and then judge hits, can hit three, three home run, a three home judge run can hit 300, day. but still go you know 0 for 10 with eight strikeouts. Over in a series, yeah, so, and you and you'd be like, some, oh yeah, you know what? That's fine. Sombrero at some point. Exactly. And but, you know what? Too, I'm looking. I'm looking at the Padres. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the Padres' salary. Oh god, they it's actually. Disgusting. But it's only two twenty four. Oh, it's not yeah, that it's bad. Actually, not that it's bad. really not well, that because, bad. Yeah. Because if you look at the contracts that they signed these guys to, Machado this year is. Um, only, oh, I should say only, is only making $4 million this year. The big money right. doesn't kick in really for another two years in 26. Right. So and he'll make three. four this year, 17 the next two, and then 25 and then 39. Right. So like so, they kick the can down the road on that. Right. And and more so like they're a top heavy team. So four or five guys are the guys making the money. The rest of that team isn't getting paid shit, so right. that, that, that's so, really the, the reality of it. And even so Tatis's numbers, I know, not Tatis's crazy. Numbers are not bad. No, they're not. No, bad. Be, no, because again, they signed him to a huge deal, 
they they basically bought out his arbitration years. Right. So this year he's only going to be making about six six million. Then next year goes to eleven. Then the following two years, twenty five and twenty six, he goes to twenty. Then twenty five for two. He doesn't hit thirty six million until twenty nine, till twenty twenty nine. Yeah. So they so both, like so they I guess both, the they, question is, is do do they do they trade him because what if they got a surplus of shortstops and third basemen? I like, honestly, I, don't I know we talked about him. this like a, like during hot stove era, but like I, just, I don't think they trade him. I I feel like if they were going to, they would have moved a, him by now. DH, no, I'm saying I think they're going to wait for the date trade deadline. <laughs> yeah, maybe a team that's going for I it. I think maybe. he ends up being their full time DH. Honestly, I but then why did you sign what's his face? Field. Why did you sign Matt Carpenter? You know. Matt Nelson, Cru- be there for Nelson Cruz is still on that roster. I'm, I'm tongue in cheek a little bit. I got it, but you know, like I don't know. That's a little point. I don't fair know. point, but I'm just, I, I don't. See... It just it feels. Yeah, but but I get it. It feels gross. I get it. It just feels like With... it, it feels like they have they have like a surplus of of infielders, like a surplus, and it's. I mean, yeah, everybody gets hurt, but like you know. When did like a twenty-five million dollar a year guy? I guess that's the that's the point. Tatis is not a twenty-five million dollar a year guy. He could he's at seven million, yet. he could be your super utility guy. Like I guess, right? And he's it's wild. He's he's gonna miss the first month of the season anyway. Right. Right. So you know, who cares? <laughs> you, you got plenty of time. Well, that that's that also the problem stacked. with it. Yeah. Like where where does he end up? on a suspended list like that that's where, where does he end up playing suspended on the bench because he can't i mean surprisingly between not on the table list it's it's bogarts and soto that make the big money and and I mean, Dar- and, and darvish when you're talking about the whole team right and soto's make soto's make it 23 this year and then he's a free agent because you know Whatever he's arbitrary, he's right. super. He's on his like, what is it? The he's on the third year or fourth year of his arbitration. So he's he's a on. Unre- I think he's a restricted free agent at the end or whatever it is. Right. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll also see how much Soto is going to get paid too. You know what I mean? Like contract year, essentially. Like I think Soto waits for the off season. I think nah, he. I don't think. I think they season. wait. I think he's not going to do an extension with, unless the Padres are in the World Series. He's not. You know. That like unless they're like you know winning the NL West like I don't think he's gonna sit there and go yeah because this is not a five year like planned team this is a win now basically because this team has no like the 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 starting pitching is like I don't see this being like the starting pitching is gonna have to be turned over completely in four or five years. Well, so, Musgrove broke his toe or some shit right so he's gonna be out for like three yeah years. Musgrove's gonna be, gonna be out for a little while yes. Yeah, you got Martin Nick Martinez. No, I'm sorry, Josh Hader is the is the youngest starting pitcher they have. No, he's a closer, isn't he? Hader. Josh Hader I'm sorry, is the, the youngest pitcher on their staff. Like, no, let me look at starting pitching. Sorry, I was I was looking at a uh, payroll spending on Sports Track. Back to their back to their actual roster. Go give me the whole forty man. Thank you. Yeah, no, like. Yeah, no, it's going to be rough. It's it's not a team that's built, I think, for anything beyond the next three years. Let me put it that no, way. No, it 
and every every young player they have is currently like or long, young like possible contributor that they have is currently in the minors. Like yeah. you're talking about Jackson Holiday, you're talking about people of that caliber. You're not talking about anything that, anybody that they currently have. Like, I'm sorry, I don't believe in Trent Grisham. You know what I mean? Like he's he's not gonna yes. move the fucking oh. needle for you. Mike Mike right. Clevenger, baby, he's gonna be your fifth starter. Like, you know the pro. Listen, might. The, the the big problem is to nah, injuries won't. happen. Injuries happen. Blake Snell's gonna get hurt at some point. Like you don't know, know where these. Gonna... You don't know where these teams are in June. Dar- like, Darvish no. Darvish is thirty five. Does he make you know thirty starts? No, no. It's just like, signed him to an extension, so they're dumb. <laughs> he like I think he better, a, he he better, better make twenty seven starts at least, or like he that's... just signed a six year extension or a six year contract. I know, I know. And we talked about. I was like, <laughs> I, I at thirty five, at thirty, like that one. If he was me is thirty, more I wouldn't have done it. I mean, 30, they front load they they front loaded that deal, but still, true. that's true. But it's still dumb. But like. To me, that one's more egregious than the fucking Machado deal. Six years for a thirty-five-year-old, a pitcher of all, no less. Like that was more egregious. The you guy who though, fucking was abused in the Japanese league. Come on. But the problem is, that's what these guys are going for. That's true. That's the problem, and it's 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 a whole new world out there. Like, you know, is 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 you Darvish really worth one hundred eight million dollars, especially at thirty-six? Probably not, but. You know, I, World it, Series, it I didn't think was. Brandon Nimmo was worth what he signed for, but guess what? They did. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. No, you're right. If, if there's somebody stupid enough to pay the money, you fucking take it and you run. Like, right. Somebody stupid enough to pay it. No, it's true. Listen, the Yankees could have very easily played hardball with judgment. All right, fine. You had 250, and that would have been it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, the, but they didn't. You know? Yeah. They, they made him one of the highest people in, in baseball. So it just goes to show you like you know you pay for you pay for who um, you think is worth it. Truth. So we have uh the Dodgers are crying because uh Gavin Lux tore his ACL and his LCL and Nobody all the ligaments coming. in his knee. Um but all of the Dodger fan base is collectively just going meh and taking a shrug because they saw it fucking coming. You can't tell me that you were thinking that Gavin Lux was going to fucking play a full 162. Like, that wasn't fucking happening. Like, well, they got to dip into the minors now. You, and they had to call well, guys before they're ready. I mean, you're, you're, not, you're not wrong because now the idea is we're either going to throw fucking Miguel, uh, Miguel uh, Rojas at shortstop. Or you're going to move prospects Michael Bush or Miguel Vargas from second to short. They already moved Bush from first base to second in like a Max Muncy type of deal. And now you're trying to move him to from second to short to clear that hole. If not, then it's Chris Taylor, who's 40 years old. So like what I mean, what are you really doing at that point? Yeah, the, the signing the likes of Jose Iglesias, D.D. Gregorius, or Andrelton Simmons, who are free agents currently. So Ahmed Rosario, <sighs> welcome to Ahmed. the fucking L.A. Dodgers. Yeah, you Ahmed. ain't kidding. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. The, the Indians have prospects that they could play at short. I wouldn't be surprised if Ahmed Rosario and his one-year deal gets picked up and extended by the Dodgers by the trade deadline. Would not at all be surprised. Yeah, that. they'll probably they'll probably look at how that's going. But Cleveland is 
do we still think Cleveland is projected to make the playoffs this year? I think they do in that division. Yeah. Do you think? So? I think so. Oh, over over so. a week as hell. Uh, freaking yeah, Chicago White Sox. Yeah, White Sox aren't going to be terrible, but they're not going to be that good. Yeah, a very Royals vulnerable are, White Sox team. A very Ro- winnable Royals division. are going to be tr- Royals are going to be trash. Rebuilding trash, but still trash. You could probably get ninety wins and be, and you probably have like a seven a or eight Fugazi. game lead. Yeah, but it's like a Fugazi ninety. It's like a Fugazi ninety wins. It, yeah, it, but it, you know what though, you I can't. I don't even think can't. it's ninety. It might not be. It might be. It might be eighty-five. Eighty-eight. I was gonna say yeah, like eighty-seven exactly. wins. I think, think eighty-seven. That's exactly the number I had in my well, head. You know what? That, that's I your mean, division winner. Hold on, let me look real quick. Over uh, under MLB divisions, let's go. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, honestly, I'm just going to look at the win totals. Like, I'm just curious because <clears throat> what are they projected at? That's that's really what it comes down to. You know where where do where does Vegas? I hate to bring gambling into every fucking aspect of this show. Yeah, but that's, or that's, that's but, not the. But that's how it goes. <laughs> no, no, that's, like, what does Vegas think of of these teams and? Let's, Let's see. see division winners. Uh, guess what? The Guardians are favored in that division. Oh yeah. So no, no doubt. You know. So what is that? Doesn't really shock you. Win totals. Let's see. Cleveland, eighty-six and a half. All right. That's that's their number. All right. All right. Well, I said eighty-seven and a half. Yeah. That's actually pretty so it's good. close. So it's close. Like yeah. Okay. Eighty-eight is, wins yeah. wins the division then. That's that's the that's the I don't, key. I don't feel that's what I don't I'm saying. feel so bad about that anymore. Anywhere between eighty-seven and ninety wins probably probably put you away in that division. Let's see. Hold on. Now I just want to look real quick here. Uh, don't look down. It's still four-three. Ottawa six twenty-nine to go in the third period. Mm-hmm. Jesus. No. Whatever. What are you gonna do? What did did Broussard get his hat trick? Uh, did he get his hat trick? And the, yeah. the White Sox The White Sox have are projected for eighty three and a half, and then okay. Minnesota's projected at eighty four and a half. So they're all within a game or two of each other in their projections. So that makes sense. Listen, Fair. Cleveland won the, won the division last year with ninety two wins and won by eleven games. So even if they come back down to earth a little bit. I don't know. I, I think you're right. I, 85, 87 might get it done. Right. Because the um, second place White Sox were 81 and 81 with a negative 31 run differential, and we're still 11 games back. God. It's disgusting. Also, Tito. always the, In Tito, I trust. Yeah. So, you know. I understand. Uh, no, I get it. It's just it's just funny. That's true. I, I, I will give Tito some. Uh. Interesting note, ratings are seemingly up though for the uh, the spring training broadcast. Yeah, I was uh, surprised Cardinals, you. I didn't know that. Yeah, Cardinals Mets from the other day was the highest rated spring training game broadcast on ESPN in years. They averaged four hundred seventy five thousand viewers at peak, and a median That's average. Cool number of viewership of 425 thousand throughout the whole broadcast do we think for a spring training game that's insane point four that's that's a lot fucking good yeah that's ridiculous for a regional sport in the middle of the day so so let me ask you a question is it the rule changes (laughs) that's exactly what i was gonna ask yep 
are people watching because they want to see what the rule changes look like? Probably. And and all I hear on the radio is How it you sucks. Know, every day is like, oh, this is crazy. You know, the callers think it sucks. You know, J- Joe from Brooklyn, who's 83 years old and talks about the, you know, seeing the 69 Mets live. Um, you know, it, it's like, OK, that's the rule changes suck from that perspective. But like all they talk about, all I hear the hosts talk about is, hey, games are under three hours. Games are under three hours. Every game's been under three hours. And that that's like a sticking point. That three-hour game time mark is a huge sticking point for people because of yeah. the predictability of TV. Because NFL games are three hours, hockey, you know, it, it, basketball games are two plus. You know, hockey games are two, two and a half. Like they're predictable. You know, so that's the problem with baseball is that you have a three-hour time slot and the game goes four hours. You know, and into the eleventh inning at two twelve fifty-five at night. You know, who nobody's going to want to watch. I agree. So I think is it, but the question is more narrowly. I think is it is it people were just tuning in to see what it looks like, or they were like, oh no, this makes me like it better. That's really that's the next question is is it now going to actually bring more people in and back and keep them consistently watching for the next six months? So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, you know. When, they, when there's any kind of change, everyone hates the change, no matter right. what it is. Correct. So, I mean, I, and like, you could you could have explained it away and been like, oh, it's the Mets. They're a big market team, so on and so forth. It's the Cardinals who have a big fan base. <laughs> but the fucking Blue Jays came out and said that their spring training opener on Sportsnet Average four hundred sixty three thousand viewers. Right. So yeah, it's not, that's it, insane. Like, it's not just like you could you could have explained it away and been like, oh, it's the Mets or oh, it's the Cardinals. But like for the Blue Jays to come out and say, hey, we just did a fucking point four six. That yeah, that's wild to me. I don't know how the hell that happened. Uh, yeah, that's it's a little. It could get a little nuts. I, don't, I, I think I, I like the rule that. changes. I mean, if we're going to bring them up, I think, to, you know, talking about the the rule changes, I I like. The only thing I don't like is, you know, I think everybody's talked about this at this point. Like, do you like when the the game ends on a the bat that you know a shot clock violation? Basically, well, seemingly the the umpires don't like it either because they fucking left the game before the ninth inning was done. Well, that that was interestingly. Um, for those that don't know, that was the Orioles. Who was it? The uh, Red Sox. Yeah, was it Red Orioles, Sox? Red Sox, and they left in the bottom of the eighth. And no Pirates, said, yeah, Pirates, Orioles. And they they play the fucking ninth inning though, like complete ninth inning without any umpires. Well, no, because what happened was was they uh, the Pirates were home against the Orioles, and because they were winning seven four, they won the game as the home team. But everybody Fair. wanted to play the bottom of the ninth. And the umpires were like, no, <laughs> they yeah, just left. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> and they just walked out so in the right like, field no line and walked to. out of the stadium. And so they played the rest. They played the bottom half of the inning just to get more work in. Like, so it was kind of silly. Yeah, but that's the stuff that happens in spring training. You right, want to get, get reps in against live pitching. I get it. Yeah. So Whatever. that's what it was we're- about. Spring training when the rules are fake and the 
fucking the points don't, don't matter. matter. The runs don't yeah, matter. Pretty much. I lost six nothing today. That's all right. I was working on my curveball. Like, you know, honestly, yeah, that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> yes, pretty much trying to get the 12 to six to work tonight. Like, you know, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm bringing in a yes. new slider. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I know it's true. Like, I got a, I got a, you know, I got a new leg kick that I'm trying to fucking figure out and the timing of it. Like, that, that's really it, you know? But, right. Uh, notably, MLB has also hired three more staffers in their New York City office, uh, two from Bally Sports and one from ATT Pittsburgh, respectively, to look over and analyze local broadcasts. To mm-hmm. me, that signals that they're trying to run the whole fucking show as themselves without the intervention of the fucking regional sports networks. If you're bringing in the dudes from fucking Bally Sports, you ain't doing it just for shits and giggles. You know what I mean? Like something's yeah. going on there. So like here's the question I have and this is a little bit of ignorance on my part. I understand that the TV deals that each team has with the regional sports networks, if the regional sports network or their own local, like the Yankees have yes, the Mets have SNY. Um, and those are our examples here in, in New York. So it's very hard. We don't like understand the concept of a regional sports network. We just understand the concept of for 20 years, almost it's been this, the two teams in New York have had their own networks. Um, right. That, that have quasi become regional sports networks, but not really. Um so I don't understand, like, what happens then? How do people consume their local broadcasted games if there's no regional sports networks to broadcast the well, games? Well, all right. So I'll give you the – to answer your question, I'll give you the example of the Chicago Cubs. Cubs. The Chicago Cubs at one point were on WGN in Chicago, and for the most part, uh, like, Midwest and – parts of like Pennsylvania and New Jersey as well it branched off into um, so you on your cable package you could get WGN um, I remember that I remember when, even we had WGN I right. think here so, when so, we were kids right. and it was like we oh yeah Cubs what, what am I watching so you the could watch like yeah, once like, a week I mean like you could watch yeah, the Braves like when we could watch right. the Braves on TBS right and so yeah you would watch the Braves on TBS or the Superstation whatever the fuck you wanted to call it oh, and that's like you would get Braves games <laughs> so like the the hate of Mets fans was I could turn at the time to channel fucking 49 yeah, and watch fucking Bobby Cox <laughs> annihilate the Mets or annihilate the rest of the division Meanwhile, yep, fucking they're on Turner. <laughs> meanwhile, fucking Rico Bronya and fucking Todd Hundley were going fucking zero for three. So like that, that's that's what we grew up with. Or fucking watching Bill Pulsifer Mondo Benitez blow. was blowing another save. Yeah, or or Bill Pulsifer is blowing out his fucking right elbow. Like yeah, like Jason Isenhousing. Steve Draxel can't get out of the third. <laughs> right, but Bobby Jones forgot how to fucking throw a changeup. Yes, yes, people. It it was it was hard. It was Turk. Fucking you got to be Wendell a diehard team. New Yorker to know those names. Yeah, yeah Turk Wendell fucking blew it. Couldn't fucking hold the game in the eighth. Yeah, it, we were there. 
Bobby V we over, over managing. So oh, Bobby V fucking put on a, a glasses and a fucking mustache and watched the game. Hey, that's listen, that's that's Mets lore. So listen, I, that's I, myth. That's myth mythology at this point. Exactly. That's 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 on every top ten greatest like <clears throat> manager thrown out of a game ever. Hundred percent. Yeah, fair, fair. But I digress. Like, so you had those things, and then for whatever reason, WGN went the way of Bally Sports. And they went to shit. Like they like the WGN doesn't exist anymore. Right. Um, so at that point, you had the Chicago Cubs and uh, Ricketts. Dave Ricketts essentially went out and did what the Yankees did and the Mets did, and essentially created their own channel, which is now Marquee Sports. So a lot of these teams are going to start going that route. The act of major league baseball though is well bally sports that's 19 fucking teams in the league that were owned yeah, by the big money broadcast that's big money if i could just keep that shit in house and just have you log on to fucking mlb.com or whatever the fuck it is and build out a package where you guys can just watch all these 19 teams there it is. You that's know. not going to work for. I mean, the problem is that see that's so stupid because and if, the the, yeah, the average the, viewer the yes networks and the SNY so, right. You can't do that though because the average age of the viewers of baseball slight sli- slants older, and so like they're not going to want to watch on their iPads. They're going to be the people that still want to get. I want to know the channel number on my TV on my cable or FiOS right. or whatever you know you know whatever TV service I pay two hundred dollars a month for at this point and i i don't care if it's an extra dollar 25 a month on my bill for this for the you know the sports network for my local teams i'll pay for it that's what they want hell that's what i want at 33 i still want that sometimes i mean not gonna lie to you that's why apple tv baseball and apple tv failed of course yeah it's not a streaming thing uh, nobody our age or older wants to have to fucking track down Apple TV to watch a fucking baseball game. I remember, and- I remember when I thought oh 10 years ago at this point, I was, uh, no, I think long, no longer than that. 11 years ago, I was, I was in Pennsylvania. I was dating my ex at the time. We went to visit one of her family cousins. It lived in Pennsylvania and we stayed the week and we house sitted and we were and we watched, like babysat the cousins basically while the parents went away for the weekend. And the three boys, there was three boys and they were like 14, like 13, 11 and nine or something like that around those ages and self-sufficient, but like, don't burn the house down kind of thing. We were in their house and all three of them were huge baseball fans and they, none of them watched a baseball game it was in the middle of the summer. Not one of them watched one baseball game on TV the entire time we were there. They all had tablets or computers, and they were watching highlights of the games on their phones or their tablets or whatever they had, their iPods. And that's the way of the future. And But, like, MLB doesn't know how to monetize that properly, and they, no. they just don't get it. And so it, I, they're not, and it's too Listen, late. They've, they've It's passed them by already. For someone who works weird hours, <clears throat> there is nothing better than the game in 60 minutes. Yes. Oh, God, I'm sure. There is nothing better than that because it's like, let's just jump ahead three innings because it was three innings of just one, two, three, three up, three down. Let's go to the end of the innings where the game actually mattered. There was truly nothing better than that. 
And that's the, that's the problem what we live in. We live in a highlight culture and there's not a lot of highlights in baseball. Like on any given day, how many, how many big plays are in a nine inning baseball game? Three, four, big hits that's and fielding three, plays. Four. Yeah. Right. So, you know, on a, you know, two or th- maybe two home runs, a good defensive play, you know, a clutch strikeout, you know, here or there, a double play, a big double play, and then you know the final out of the game, whether it's a save or a walk off. Like, you know, I it doesn't surprise me at all that those guys didn't watch a full game. Listen, the only full game that I really watch if I can is opening day, and then the playoffs. Like, it's tough to sit through a baseball game. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's very. You're tough. not going to go it's... hunting for it. No, no. You. It's a. Ba- it's background noise. It's. Right. Something you do while you're doing something else, like it's right. I put the game. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I got to clean the bathroom. Let me put the game on. I'll stream it on my phone, and let me put the game on. Or you wa- I feel like the last five years, like I've watched the first couple of weeks of games, first week or two, was really honed in on the first three or four series. Then you kind of tail off, and you and you go back and forth until you know till the till June, and then you're like, all right, I'm out. And then the other you're back in like September. Like, that's how it goes. And you just know what's going care. on. It's hard to be emotionally invested at the level of an NFL season. Even hockey and basketball. Look at us right now. We just said it. We're joking around. They're they're a month away from the playoffs, and we're like, all right, now we'll take it seriously. Like it's and hard it's to get in, I know. It's hard to get invested in a season that's uh, that spans literally what? Six April months. through six months. Eight, it's yeah. hard. plus the playoffs. Right. Yeah, plus, it's, plus, it's hard to care. It is because because you lose. You know what? You get swept in a series. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But then you know what? You go rip off eight out of ten, and all right. Like you go on a three game losing streak in the NFL, you might be done. Like you, you know what I mean? Like your season's over before it even begins. Like you know, the, listen. If the Mets and Yankees start out, you know, or let's just say, whatever, five and ten you know, the first 15 games of the season, like we'll be screaming about it in New York, but it's like, all right, but you're, but like, uh, you know, J- you're Joey series in Minnesota is not going to give a shit, but also too, like you're a good t- series or two away from just correcting, r- bouncing back. Like it's right. whatever. You're a good. You're a good four and two or like a good seven and three stretch of it's a three series. I won three series in a row. You're a good seven and three stretch of just correcting that that bad stretch, that bad like. So you're like, call me when it's September first. Like, uh, call me at the trade deadline. Call me at September first and see where we stand. And like, if I know along the way I'm in first or second place or in striking distance of a wild card spot, I'll engage. Otherwise, the the average fan is just going to be like, well, Orioles are out of it this year. Like they're not right, competing. Okay. You look at you check in around Memorial Day. You check in around Fourth of July. You check in at 4th of July, then you said maybe the all-star break, then the trading deadline, and then it's like, all right, trading deadline, then the big push through August and September. Just hopefully no one gets hurt, and whoever you might have traded for, hopefully it's working out. But other than that, <laughs> you know, I, you know, if you, again, I was keeping track of the Mets last year. They, they won 100 games last year. It was great, but how many of those 100 wins did I watch? I, that's exactly 20, what I'm gonna ask. How many 20, those? 30, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. How many how many games are you gonna watch eighty percent of the pitches of the plays? 
or more. Also, too, how many how many times even have you just looked at your phone and you're like, oh, they played already? Oh, I guess they had an afternoon game. Oh, it's over. All right. I do. I will say I do get the final score. That's the only thing I usually get the final score alerts for is the Mets and the Yankees. Right, but you can be walking start, through a, And when they start the game, the alert. So like, walk it through a, walk it through a store and you're like, oh, the game's over. Like, right, whatever. Right. Well, it's you also know, the not, time of games um, and the way it's like you can't. Bro, I'll be honest with you. I'm not watching fucking Arizona against the Mets at fucking 10-10 no. on a fucking week. Like, a, no, week. no, I'm going to wake up in the morning and say, oh, Mets won 3-2. Like, okay, oh, Yankees won 5-2. Like, okay, cool. I don't even do that for the Rangers when they're on the West Coast. You know, a Western Canada trip? Yeah, no, all right. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, I'm not watching that <laughs> Vancouver right. game but, that's, and that, but, LH, but, that but LA like, Kings game at 10 But PM. you know what's sad about that? And, and we'll, I'll we'll probably touch upon that in like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, but it's sad that like we're, we're all three of us to a man are saying there's no fucking way. I rather go to sleep next to my wife than watch fucking Connor McDavid at 10 30 against the Rangers. And Connor McDavid is fucking generational. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Like that, that, that's the saddest fucking thing in the world. But the me, problem right? is I'm not going to stay up till, you know, 1230, you know, to watch a, a three, two game probably go to no. a shootout you right. know what i mean like i'm not doing it i'm not doing it and you know what the sad thing is though and i remember this was oh man this was probably this was maybe ten, not 10 years maybe about seven years ago for whatever reason they postponed a a chargers game and i was working at cbs radio at the time and i remember it was like a sunday it was like either it was like a sunday night or it was like a Tuesday night or something. I don't remember the day, but it was like at 11 o'clock at night. And I remember the people who work in the overnights with us were like, oh, this is awesome. But the problem is it's the NFL and you only get so it's, it's like a drug. You get so little of it. You get a hit and then it's done. Baseball. Yeah. All right. Again, like you said, the Yankees go to the West Coast. They play Anaheim and they play. Oakland and they go up to Seattle or whatever. How many of those games are you actually watching at night? You're not watching those games. You're not staying up. I mean, maybe if maybe if the, maybe if the baby's awake, you know, you pop on an inning or two. But then, like, eh, whatever. This is gonna make me sound like a terrible baseball fan, and I apologize to all the lifers and the truthers and the fucking diehards. The truthers. The truthers. And the fat flat earthers. Yeah, yeah. What the bat? Yes, exactly. The the fucking anti bat flip community. Fine. Uh, <laughs> the oh, amount Lord. of fucking Mike Trout games that I've watched start to finish is zero. I can Has, count them. Is a zero hand. for me. I can count them on one hand. I know he's supposed to be like the best player of our generation. I can oh, no, tell yeah. you. I can count game. on one hand too. I yeah. can count when on the one Angels hand come to town to, to play the play. Yankees. Right. It's the only time I've watched Mike Trout play. Unless it's it's an Angels home, like Sunday night baseball right, game, right? So that's other insane. than like, that, never seen the guy play. So all, I have a majority bit, game live, right? So I have a very mixed and biased opinion of Mike Trout because I can be like, well, I ain't never seen this motherfucker. He's a, he's a five tool player, but like he's just so I've never seen him. He's the face of the he's the face of Major League Baseball that no one knows. Because I guarantee like, you, does, if you does that, doesn't that mean he's not the face anymore? No, like, that means that no, that means that they don't know how to market these guys, just like the NHL doesn't know how to market these their guys. 
And the problem is you have, again, he's on the West Coast. Yes, there's an East Coast bias. I understand all that. But you, he's playing his games at 9, 10 o'clock at night Eastern right. time. You as a Yankee fan just admitted you're not staying up watching those games. Can't, can't be done. Right. But but that here here is why it lies. It's Even so when I was and single and living at home and with the, my parents. And that's, the, and that's the best player in baseball. <laughs> right. Like, but, that's the, but it's the old fallacy that we all have of like, if a fucking tree falls in the woods, but nobody's around to fucking see it, did it really fall? If Mike Trout's the best player in baseball, but nobody gives a shit enough to stay up till one o'clock to watch the motherfucker, is he really the best player in baseball? Or are we do we do we know? Does anybody really know? I think he's the best player in baseball. I, mean, I think you could the say writers will tell you so, but I yeah, think I, I know. think yeah, I agree with you. Well, barring injuries or whatever, he's probably He's top five, uh, no doubt. Okay, so let's just put it there. He's in the top five. But the problem is, if Aaron Judge played on the West Coast with the Giants, you're not staying up to watch his games. Aaron Judge would 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 disappear okay, into he, obscurity. He, I think that's ju- going to be a big. Pro- I think as a bigger. What did we point- just say about Manny Machado and the Padres? How many of those games are you watching that aren't going to be on ESPN for Sunday Night Baseball at uh, seven o'clock? I did not realize how good the Padres were until the Mets played them in the playoffs last year. Right. I was like, oh shit, they are really like. Not that I right. didn't know they were good because they were in the playoffs and they were they like, had a lot I, of talent, but I was like, oh. Same thing with the Dodgers. Like, they won 111 games last year. Right. How many games did you watch? None, because you're like, None. oh, they won 111 games. Wow. Like, okay. Like I, I, I was, how? To be <laughs> fair, to be fair, T-Mobile fucking hooked me up last year, yes, and I was did. able to get the fucking MLB. TV package or whatever. Oh, it's so, oh yeah, the, the yeah the MLB TV. It's great. Yeah. So what? So the the baby was just born. I had a couple months, and I was like, "All right, cool." Like I, I got a little while to fucking check in the playoffs or whatnot. So I, I was able to watch enough games where I was like, "Cool, these dudes are good." But, right, but look exactly- at what, look at the circumstance. You were home for months. Like right. that. That was point. the circumstance how you else- were able to. I had nothing else to do. My wife was on was either about to have a baby or just had a baby. My other kid was still at home. So like from the time of like I have a two year old and my wife is now seven to eight months pregnant to my baby's now my second baby is born in November. That period is when I was like, oh, shit, I watched like the Mariners. In their playoff push, I watched cool. the Dodgers. I watched the San Diego Padres. But, like, had it not been – John's completely right. Had it not been for any of that, there is no <laughs> fucking way that I watch a fucking San Diego Padres game at 2 o'clock in the morning. Correct. When I had COVID right before Thanksgiving, that was the most I've ever played video games since I've been married and had kids. Why? Because there was nothing else I could do. I wasn't allowed to go to work and I wasn't allowed to come upstairs. So <laughs> I didn't have a choice. So I would have done the same thing. I would have watched baseball. I would have watched that stuff. Right. But it, think, of, think of the extreme circumstances that it took for you to watch Mariners baseball. And they were a playoff team. God damn it. Right. Like, no, but, but that's the thing. Like the only reason I can sit here and be like, Fucking Julio Rodriguez is a top five player in baseball. It's because I stayed up till one o'clock. Right, you watched him. You watched him for like three weeks straight. Right, exactly. But other other than that, (laughs) other than that, you'd go on the opinions of the writers and what the stats on the paper say. Right, right. 
absolutely. Like, I could tell you more about Jared Kalenic now than I could tell you about <laughs> fucking Anthony Rendon. And that's sad. That no, it's true. But it's true. That's great. But it's true. That, see, and everything you can't compare to the NFL because everything happens on one day for the right. most part. Everything happens and everything on one day. And done by 9 o'clock, and 10 o'clock. And, it, and it's all national. Right. Yep. It's so all you that. Could, but, you could tell. So, right. We were able to dissect and, and analyze just as much about the San Francisco 49ers, the Seattle Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals, the Chargers, the Rams. I just pulled five West Coast teams. We were able to dissect just as much about them as the Bears, the Lions, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Jets, obviously, you know, the Washington, Baltimore. So, like, that's right, a because, different animal. The, the because NFL all the East makes Coast it really easy for you to consume it, though. They make it super easy for you to. Oh, they, they have it down to us. They have it down to a science. It's it's all right there. Everyone plays it's at one o'clock. Right. Everyone plays at one o'clock. Everyone else plays at four thirty. And then there's a couple of games where it's one game on at a time, and everyone watches. Why are the pl- why are the playoffs so like easy to watch like that? Because it's one game at a time. It's one game at a time. But that's how the sport's played, and there's nothing you could do. But, you know, I mean, I feel like we're just completely off of whatever we originally started what? talking about. What? I mean, <laughs> but, but, but honestly, the, pro- the yeah. problem is they wanted Correct. to speed this game up. They wanted to keep it interesting. They seem like they did it. But honestly, I don't know how many more people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's only a two and a half hour game." Yeah, I'll sit and watch it. You're not. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna entice me to watch like one to two extra games this year. Um, that's about it. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna. It'll entice me to watch more innings, but not more complete games. Does that make sense? Like, I yes. will watch more of a game, but I'm not gonna watch more complete games. Like, like me, I will like, I will be invested in like a cool Sunday night matchup once in a blue moon. Now, I'll be invested in like you know. Oh, don't a get me wrong. Scherzer, like, like a Scherzer or a right. you know a Garrett Cole start. Like I'll be like, you know what? This listen this when I go two fifty two hours I twelve lived, minutes. When I lived at home by myself before I was married or whatever, I would always watch Sunday night baseball because there was nothing else to do. Like you know, I yeah, barely I had a, I barely I had a job. I barely you know whatever. But like now, Sunday night baseball. So, okay, yeah, whatever. Like I don't, I don't. I'm I'll, not invested. I'll tune in. I'll tune in for two or three innings if it's a good game. But like. Like, all right, even the Friday night games where it was like Emma gave me enough time to either like chill out and because we do the three hours on three hours off like agreement, which it is what it is. So like if I take the baby for three hours, I then have three hours to just do my own damn thing. You know what I mean? So it's like. You, you 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 kind of I get it a little bit you know what I mean so like on Friday nights like okay great like she would go out during the day on Friday or whatever after work and she'd be like hey I'm gonna go get my nails done my hair done whatever the fuck I need a break I'm out but Friday night baseball would start at like eight o'clock so like I'd go on and watch the freaking Apple TV or whatever and like occasionally, like they try to get good games, but most of them pretty much suck. But like, <laughs> correct again. You, you. Well, well, yeah. Like you were getting fucking Dodgers Brewers guys. Like, right. Again, I know what, I, what. What more could you have expected? I get. I it. could. 
I could tell you more about fucking Willie Adamez than I could about fucking like <laughs> anybody Adams. on Cincinnati Reds. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, I could do it. But like, to your point, guys, like, like you, the again, extreme fucking circumstances that will make me be like, oh, I'm a fan of that dude. Why? Because I have exposure to him. But if I had no exposure to him, fucking, you wouldn't give a who shit. Knows? Who knows who this fucking guy is, right? Like that—that's the thing. Like I could tell you zero players on the fucking Colorado Rockies right now. Like dead ass. Right. I could tell you zero fucking players on the Colorado Rockies. Yep. <laughs> I could tell you zero. Trevor Story. He's a fucking Red Sox now, isn't he? He's a Red Sox now. Fuck. Yes. He's, 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 <laughs> there, there it is. That's right. That's, that's right. my point. That's right. That's my fucking point. I forgot. That's right. Like, so like, who's, oh man, like, that's right. Totally is, is Charlie Blackman still in the Rockies? I believe so. Colorado Rockies. I can tell I you, there's so. zero players on the Colorado Rockies. Oh man, that's kind of sad. Like, like part of me wanted to be like Todd Helton. Todd Helton's a fucking Hall of Famer. Like that. That's that's where I'm at now. The fucking name like, name a star, name a starting pitcher. No, I couldn't. Jimenez? I couldn't. I'm not even looking. I, no. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at something else. I I couldn't. Honestly, Urania was the only one I actually I saw. And I was like, okay, I know, I knew that. Kyle, Kyle Freeman, Kyle, Kyle Freeland. There you go. I, I think that's the only one I could name, Kyle Freeland. Like, and that's because he was an all star. That's the only reason. Hmm. Who's the? Uh, who was the? God, who's the starting shortstop for the Colorado Rockies? Ezekiel Tovar. There you go. Yeah, no, you got you, you could have put a gun to my head Chris, and I wouldn't have known. Hey, Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant's on the on the Rockies the, now. There you go. I, I thought he was a San Francisco Giants though. Like Hey, great, thanks. <laughs> awesome. Fuck me. All right. All right. He's three but, for he's three for seven so far. <laughs> but but <laughs> there it. you go. Like, all right, cool. You want to play a, 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 a more fun game? Name somebody on the Cincinnati Reds that's not Joey Votto. Damn it, you got me. Uh, you know, I would have said um, Eric Winker or whatever, but he's he's on Seattle now. Right. So, like, but it's those type of teams where I'm like, all right, name somebody on the on the Royals that's not Bobby Witt. Right. It's, oh God, it, I have no idea what the Royals. No, I, I, um, Witt Merrifield, I think maybe, and he's that's the, and I I think he's still on there or he's on the yeah Witt Merrifield. I think he's on there. Uh, you know what? And that's I cheated. You know why? Because in the show, MLB the show, I was drafted by the Royals. Luis Fair. Sessa. Oh God. Former Yankee Luis Sessa. That's right. Last from the past. But like, but but like that's where I'm at. Like, I I think we probably missed on like Salvador oh. Perez at some point there, but I don't even know if it's still on that team or hey, if he retired. Hunter Strickland is in the bullpen. Okay. But Buck, like Buck Farmer is my favorite name on their roster. That's a good one. What what team and and again I digress. This is the last <laughs> digression or like yeah, fucking sorry, sorry, Albuquerque we take. Um, what team is fucking Clint Frazier playing for right now? Clint Frazier is, is that a trick question or is he even in the league? I thought he was still in the league, but I could be completely fucking wrong. Like Clint Frazier. Right now is I want to say he was Cincinnati Red, wasn't he? No. I'll give you one more guess. What what he's not on he's not on a forty man. 
So I'll give you what what organization he is in because he is in minor league baseball. He's on a triple A team. No, we Iowa got me. Cubs? Cub, the Cubs. He's on the Iowa Cubs. <laughs> Bang! Nailed it. <laughs> Who play at Principal Park? Just in case you were curious. But <laughs> so he's now on I can the sleep Iowa. Thank you. So he's on the Iowa Cubs, and he's getting no playing time because he's sitting behind Peter Crow Armstrong. Pretty much. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Cool, 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 cool. That Pretty that's dumb. a guy. The 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 guy who thought he was the new Mickey Mantle and wanted to wear number seven, right? That, yeah, that was, that, was well. that dude. Um, yeah. you know that guy who the so the problem you know the the Yankees is they love to wait on they love to have held on to guys like him and Gary Sanchez for a long time. Aaron Hicks has entered the chat. Aaron Hicks has entered the chat. Yeah, but at least Aaron Hicks like. When healthy, he was decent. Like the problem is, is Clint Frazier fucking I know, he ran his it, head screwed on straight. Like, a, I know, like he, he ran into a wall. And that was a, fair enough. Fair, fair. I understand. All right, so all right, MLB, we're done that, digressing. That, that's yeah, ba- that, that's this is what happens that, when you discuss baseball on the podcast. Yeah, no, it, it be like that's that's what happens when you get three people who actually like baseball, and and it becomes a fucking like. The problem is too. You're not. Gonna, I'm not going to be breaking down spring training games because honestly, I don't give a shit. Yeah, no, just don't get. I, just I don't get hurt. Just don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. I guess. Last question is: How is Francisco Alvarez actually looking? I wish I could tell you. I don't know. I know Ronnie Mauricio's getting the shit out of the ball. Yeah, he is. I, I that I've heard. I've heard Ronnie Mauricio is. Uh, he had three home destroying. runs. I think in three straight games. So. He's making yeah. a case to make the roster. What I, I don't know, which I don't know how because he's blocked, but I don't get it. But whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, like I, I don't know. And is Volpe going to stay up? Is he going to go down? Does I think Volpe stays. No, he has. I think he has to. Depending on the spring he has, he'll probably. Stay. He ha- I, Yeah, if he's if he has a good enough spring. Um, did you see Willie Randolph said he sees a little Derek Jeter and Anthony Volpe? Oh, oh, dude, we, shut the fuck go. up. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, I know. Goddamn can, Yankees can't. Can, the Yankees can can't stop sucking their own dick. It's like so goddamn oh, annoying. Fair, you know what? You're right. No, they, no, no, no more. Can uh, we not put the pressure of the world on this fucking kid? Just yeah, can we just like, like let him play a fucking... Give him a hundred at bats before we start that might, that might be the most accurate thing that's ever been said on this thing. The, the Yankees love to blow themselves. It, it like <laughs> they cut out a couple of ribs and just bend, bend their neck down. The, the Maryland we're, Manson we're, effect is fucking. We're the great. Well. We are. The, we are the greatest team ever, and we are the greatest evaluators of talent. And we have the best. Okay, guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Brian Cashman is the tenth best GM in baseball at best. Hot take. Hot take. His mind. What? Not in his mind. Was it Belgium? It was Garkland Derettebalen. Is it was that? Something like that. They 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 love to they love to stroke themselves. It's it's amazing. (laughs) And they and you know what the problem is too? They're not even shameless about it. Like they're just. No, no, they they, live they live in this bubble. Like they are. I am a very very objective Yankees fan. They are Pee Wee Herman in a porn theater. Fucking pretty much. Oh straight up. Straight up. All right. Speaking of uh, shameless. Ah, uh, here we go. Uh, jumping he did into it. the NFL. He did it. Wonderful segue. I mean, 
Aaron Rodgers has emerged. Six more weeks of bullshit. <laughs> um, Five and a half to go. <laughs> I mean, everyone what, is basically. This is like I don't know what's been worse, like the LeBron the decision. At least he went. He, at least he was like, "Listen, I'm going to decide, and I'm just going to tell you." That was just lack of self awareness to do that. But this is like no, like Rogers is just like being a dick. Like, oh, I'm going to make a decision after. I thought you were going to meditate and and suck on ayahuasca for the last. Two, eight days. That's why you were thinking about this. I, longer, what are we? What are we doing? The longer he takes, the less I want him to be in anywhere near vicinity of my team. The more he takes, the less I want him to be an NFL fucking quarterback. Oh well, period. yeah, I, I was. Yeah. Well, I, I honestly, I think he's done with. I think the Packers are done with him. So I think he's probably gonna. I think ultimately, maybe he ends up in. Um. Las Vegas, but again, right. like, but but my whole thing is like, so. you got to pay this guy sixty million dollars, and you got to deal with this bullshit. But like, if they had to pay forty, they would have fucking cut him. They would have cut him. Like, right. they'd he be like, he's him, being right. released. That's fair. But so like, yeah, that's probably. The, that's the prop. They shot themselves in the foot. They let they they let him basically put a gun to their, their head, hold them hostage. And they they blinked and then they gave them the bag and they gave yeah, them but the like they, bag. But but the, what the, the problem is though, like right. I, see, this is what drives me nuts though. And this happens in the NBA too. You get everything you asked for and you're still unhappy. Like what the fuck, man? Like you're you're literally you literally asked to be to get a raise and they were like, okay, okay, yep. And they did it. And then they had to get rid of. <laughs> Of um, Devonte Adams because they couldn't afford him, so they traded him while they and then could. You complained that the team wasn't good enough. And they complained that the team was but shit. Well, signed, but like he also cried and whined for them to get his best friend back, and they signed Randall Cobb and brought him fucking back because and they Aaron brought him back, and and it, and it was still shit. So right. it wasn't even like that. That worked. Like, uh, you know, again, this wasn't Randall Cobb of you know of two thousand and what what do you call two thousand eleven, like. No. I you know, but like, also, don't think it's lost on me that he went on the uh, Aubrey Marcus podcast. To yeah, say it's a decision's coming team. soon. Uh, how, what like, is soon? Soon is an arbitrary. But like, but, but like, let's also point out who the fuck Aubrey Marcus is. Aubrey Marcus is the fucking dude who owns fucking the Muscle Farm, and who owns fucking like. Alpha Brain and all those fucking Joe Rogan esque fucking supplements and all that fucking snake oil and dude who sells shit saying that you can self inoculate against fucking COVID and all this bullshit. So don't think it's lost on me that some on it asshole, company, yeah, on, on it. it. That's what it is. On it, on it, and Alpha Brain. That's exactly what it is. So don't like don't think it's not lost on me that he went on the Aubrey Marcus podcast of all fucking places. To fucking say, hey, I'm 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 close to coming back. It, it it's a step down from fucking going on Joe Rogan, and I guarantee you, when he actually fucking decides, he's gonna fucking announce it on Joe Rogan or God God oh, willing uh, on McAfee McAfee. No, it's gotta Rogan. be a McAfee. Yeah, that's, that, that, McAfee. that's his home. That's his home plate. It's basically uh, it's so you know funny, what, and and the, it's like it's you know he sits there and it's like the anti far vehicle at this point. The Pat McAfee show. Listen, they are. They are paying Rogers a handsome penny to be there. 
Okay, he's not doing it out of the goodness of his heart. He's getting paid to be there. There's no way because it because why would Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers be friends? The 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 hook there is not Pat McAfee. It's AJ Hawk. Correct. That's the that's the hook there. So you can't tell me that the the and also too like oh just come on the podcast for free. Why would I? That brings viewers to that show. Absolutely, I not. bring something to that show. Yeah, so I want a percentage of your. I want a, I want a cut. Right. I want a cut. Sure. So, you know, let's just keep well, that yeah, in perspective a too. Problem, like, yeah, I, I want to get paid. I'm not doing this. Right, shit I'm not. He, I'm not here just today. exactly. I'm not here just because I want to be here. <sighs> but I agree. The, the more the more this goes on, and the longer this goes on, the, the less appealing that this the less appealing this is. Right, and the more and the dumber it gets, and the more eye rolling happens. And it's just like, oh, we wake up today. Okay, he's still deciding. Okay, he's not sure. And do you really want to do this next year? Because like people, it's just assumed that he's like, well, you're going to have him for two or three years. What guarantee do you have with that? Right, uh, you Did don't. Especially if this shit goes sideways because, you know, I, I hate to say it, but the Jets always seem to go sideways. Why would it – why would you think that all of a sudden the problems are cured and it's just going to be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I'll stay on for another year or two. Dude's going to be thir- – dude's going to be 40, man. Like, Did you see I don't what know. Brand, do you see what Brand, I'm, I'm on Twitter at the moment. Do you see what Brandon Tierney said today about this? He says, no. if you prefer Carr solely because you aren't sure if Rodgers will be all in – with his new team, you're absolutely nuts. He will be on a redemption tour and laser locked in to shove it down the throat of its dissenters. That's how, man went that's how greatness works. For I want He's not great. He's a days. fucking douche. He's a he douche went, canoe. He he went. He said he was on a revenge tour this year, and how did that turn out? It they turned out even, like average. They couldn't even beat the Lions at home to make the playoffs. All they had to do was win and get in, and they couldn't even do that. But like. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't tell me he's locked in when the motherfucker went to the Oregon woods for eight days. Like he's, he's not locked in. in. He's not he's, locked he's, in. He's gonna. He might retire. I, I, there's a. There's a small part of me that's like a lot of I money mean, to give up. Yes, he's not gonna give up money. But like he might fucking pick. You know, mail you it know in. What's gonna and happen? Retire halfway through you the know, season. You know, here's the angle. The motherfucker's gonna drag this out. He's probably negotiating himself with DraftKings. And he's probably going to have his own fucking podcast or his own fucking show, a la McAfee. He could start a podcast tomorrow and make money. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So, like, that's that's probably where shit's all all fucking leading. Like, this motherfucker is going to be like, I've decided to retire, but I'm not going away completely. Here's my podcast. Fucking tune in and watch. And then he'll have fucking McAfee as a lead in. Like that, that, that feels fucking legitimate to me, but I just, I don't, I, I don't like what team I know the answer is the jets, but like, and the Raiders, but like what team in their right freaking mind is going to turn around and say, you know, that drama, I want it. And I know the answer is Mark Woody Davis. Johnson Mark and Mark Davis. Davis. Yeah. Is, is back page, you know? It's it's the I want to be on the back page of the Daily News or I want to be on yeah, it, you know I want to be fucking, on I want to be tweeted about every day I want to right, and follow the plane no such thing as bad publicity that's exactly what it is bro and like oh, the 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 Vince McMahon school of of marketing oh yeah absolutely there's no such thing as bad publicity which it is what it is I mean okay but like mm-hmm. 
like you guys have hit the nail on the head. Like, do do I really want to fucking deal with this? Do I really want to go after this? Do I really want to have to deal with this next year or shit go south? Do I really want to pay this dude fucking oodles no. upon oodles amounts of money to fucking nope. play this song and dance next year? No. No, I don't care like, if your entire starting eleven, other than the quarterback on offense, is on a rookie contract and is all future Hall of Famers. I don't want this I mean, motherfucker on my team. I don't. But I he's mean, a piece of like, shit. He's all about him. No, he is. I, I absolutely. And, he, and he's past his prime. But like you've also touched upon this, and it was a great point when you said it then, and it's a great point when you say it now. He's fucking forty or forty-one when the deal's done. You're in the same goddamn position a year from now because he's going to retire a year from now. And then suddenly, who the fuck is your quarterback? Your SOL. Where are you at? It's not like Zach Wilson or whoever or what's his Stidham on the Raiders is going to like absorb the the oodles of through osmosis. Like, no, No, like, no, but like. He and now you're now you're three quarters of the way through all of those rookie deals, three, four fifths, whatever well, it is, well, like, you know, and now it's like you got to pay somebody like it's, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Well, like arguably, arguably, how much did he teach Matt Flynn? How much did he teach <laughs> fucking Jordan Love? He didn't teach them how shit. much did far? I mean, listen, you could say that about far teaching him like yeah, not much. How much did, yeah, like. It, it, it's not the job of the starting quarterback to reach down and fucking like give you a Make handy his success and tell you how give much... the keys to his successor. Yeah, no, like the, it's 100%. not. It, it's not conducive to them to fucking do it. But talking about stupid shit and mm-hmm. fucking dumb things that happen. Uh, Brett mm-hmm. Favre, fucking let's keep it in Green Bay. Brett ah, Favre, fucking Barbara. officially served Pat McAfee. Having some chick show up to his Indianapolis home and serve him papers for seventy million dollars. Beautiful. Which conveniently is the same amount that Farf himself is being sued for for and I say this loudly, allegedly, Brett, defrauding the Mississippi <laughs> government. Yeah, you have to uh, yeah. in a welfare scam. Notice I said allegedly. I didn't say you did it. I said allegedly. So much like McAfee, therefore I can't be fucking sued. I mean, you could, but you'd lose it like an AFC championship game when you fall on your back and throw an interception. Right. So uh, this this lawsuit's dumb on all fucking levels. Like, correct. How how the like how does this, Mister Attorney? Please tell me how the fuck this holds up. (laughs) How? Um. So it's actually kind of interesting that defamation is topical in the the law world um, because who what was the case? What's the famous case right now going on? Oh, Fox News. Not to get yeah. too political, but the 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 defamation. So you guys know, remember the uh, the Dominion voting machines from the 2020 election, right? Yes. yes, so you know the company Dominion actually is suing Fox News because yes. their hosts defamed them. Yes, right. Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, and fucking Ockabee have a, their own little group chat where they've gone out and said that essentially all this shit is fucking dumb. Like so. The whole, yeah. So I was watching. I was watching another podcast, a, a law podcast, because I am want to do things like this, and um. 
they were analyzing the case that that Dominion has and the attorney from the Yale University School of Law who specializes in First Amendment constitutional rights issues of which defamation is a is con, con, you know is a First Amendment constitutional law issue indirectly. It's a tort. It's something used a civil lawsuit, but it's sure. it, the case law, New York Times v. Sullivan from the '60s, is where the concept of libel and slander comes from, like our original sort of understanding of it. And so, it's a fairly, in jurisprudence, it's actually a fairly new, um, you know, a newer type of lawsuit. But anyway, the standard is that when it comes to writing or saying something about a public figure, you have to have actual malice and for the, for the reckless disregard of the truth in order to actually be a plaintiff and have a prima facie case of defamation, libel is written, slander is spoken, just FYI. Same thing, sure. all under the umbrella of defamation, law 101 for everybody. To defame somebody in, in the United States today, basically, you have to prove that the speaker or the writer had actual malice for the reckless disregard of the truth against the person or the entity or the thing that they of which they were speaking. And 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 there and therefore the and there's damage and what there's a damage so, to that so defamatory hold, speech. So hold on. Hold on then. Correct. So then Based off of what you said, ABC, there's elements. Wouldn't you have to, if you're Brett Favre, prove that McAfee had the malice in knowing that Brett Favre didn't defraud the state of Mississippi? And then wouldn't the onus of proof then be on Brett Favre? To prove that he didn't fucking defraud. Well, so so what so what Brett Favre has to prove is that McAfee had actual malice against for for what he was saying that he acted in a way that that basically he, his speech was a reckless disregard for the truth about Brett Favre's situation and but that isn't the truth that he stole 70 million well it's alleged so it's tied together not, right so a defense to defamation is well I spoke the truth because it's all about lying it's like you lied and because of your lie that lie caused me damage right and so and as a public figure, there's a higher standard of like you have to really fucking prove this actual malice standard. Like if right. you're a private citizen, you don't have as high of a burden. But when you're a public figure, like you're open to criticism as a public figure in this country. Sure. So the law, the Supreme Court has said, like, grow a set and deal with it. Like you're a public figure that comes with the territory of being criticized, even. Right. And so sometimes the media can take- say things. You can't take someone to court just because they don't like you. Yes. Right. And so you have to. And so that's the way the, the law works. So so Favre has a very high burden of proof in this case right. because of, but, of who he is. And like and and, and if it if it comes out as true, that's an affirmative and absolute defense defamation case is dismissed in summary judgment. Like, sorry, the end. But like, OK, so like. Attorney's Brett fees Favre to McAfee. Could, like Fred Favre couldn't be stupid enough to actually take this to court, though, right? Like, of course he is. Of course he could. They served him papers. They're going. They're going. That's it. They fought. They got in. They bought the index number. They filed a complaint. He hired the lawyers. The lawyers did their research. They they filed a complaint with exhibits in like, the whole nine and served McAfee. Like, wouldn't the wouldn't the play be to fucking settle? This is just... how you start that. So one of the things that you got to understand is like when you. When Favre's lawyers called McAfee's lawyers, basically 
three months ago and said, or whatever, two months ago, however long it's been, right after it happened, they wrote a letter. They said, cease and desist the speech about this. Your client, you know, Favre's lawyer said to McAfee's lawyers, McAfee has to go out and apologize. Like, this is, I'm sure, what happened behind the, the scenes. Please had make him recant, blah, 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 or shit's going to come down. You know, the hammer's going to come down on you, Pat McAfee's lawyers. Signed, Brett Favre's lawyers. And they said, go shove it up your ass, you know, in return, in response, I'm sure. And they said, my clients was, my client was in the right because he is hosting a podcast and a radio show and he's, he's allowed to do these things that he's in the media and he's got a first amendment protection as as a freedom of the press and go fuck yourself because what he said was true and we'll you know we'll you know we'll see like you know it's pretty apparent and Favre's lawyer said well we're gonna sue you for defamation and they go go ahead bring it on bitch and that's probably what happened because there's you know it's the unless the lawyers for McAfee were like listen if he what if there's a good chance what he said isn't true or is like and it has to be pretty like ubiquitously false it's not like well half of what mcafee said was true and some of it was a little exaggerated and some of it was about things he didn't know and it was no 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 no. mcafee had to be like no i knew what i was saying was bs completely made it up i did it purely to shit on Favre because i hate the guy and i hope he loses all of his money that's the only circumstance in which mcafee loses otherwise McAfee walks away with no, with no harm, no foul, because we believe in erring on the side of protecting the person criticizing the public figure. We do. So, like, sorry, McAfee's going to walk away from this unless everything everything he said was patently false. Right. And they're going to pay his attorney fees and all this type of shit. So it's it's a so Favre's doing it's Favre. a scare. So so what to answer your question, why does Favre do it? Because Favre. Because it's a P, it's a PR move at that point to say I'm going to file this lawsuit because I want to defend myself to the hilt and I want to make it seem that like if I'm going to defend myself against the actual state when it comes to the welfare fraud, I have to defend the people who are criticizing me of that of those things as well because I have to stay uniform across it from a PR standpoint, Fair, which is so it, it's a, an inflated sense of ego because who cares about Brett Favre at this point that much? Right, Nobody. isn't it such a sunken cost at this point that you're just hemorrhaging money to fucking defend? No, because I think from Favre's perspective, if Favre and his people, his agent – and his PR team believe that if they salvage this, they'll still get more endorsement deals for him. It's all about what the future holds for Favre. TV. I think he's done as a pitch man, though. Like he ain't. He ain't but if he was, but if he, wins, but if he gets, cases, but if he gets a settlement or a win, it'll be like, well, it'll, okay, he'll get brushed under the rug and he'll come back. But if he, right. so that's the that's the play is to get all right. Let's let's get this brushed under the rug out of the the, the front page. Let's push. So, oh, McAfee keeps bringing McAfee keeps bringing it back to the front page. That's the problem. And so ultimately, you know, McAfee needs to, to you know, it, it, he's the one that's ruining it for Brett. And so, you know, it's until he stops talking and stops shitting on him, then it's that that play, that game plan for Brett Favre and his people doesn't really work. Right. So, oh, thank you, Mr. Attorney, for uh, the the education and the uh, you are welcome. The, the knowledge drop. Um, moving forward from that, um, let's get into actual football news. Uh, looks like three of the four uh, main quarterbacks are actually going to throw at the combine. 
So CJ Stroud, uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, and Will Levis are all decided to go ahead and throw uh, and go through drills, all drills at the combine, which will only help a guy like AR-15, who's rocking up the draft board. Um, he also does, I wrote in the rundown, he also does have the coolest nickname of any guy going into this fucking draft. Uh, AR-15 is pretty dope when it comes to a nickname. The logo, however, with the crosshairs, that might be a little problematic going forward. But um, seemingly, Anthony fucking Richardson is like the man now. Like, what what the fuck happened here? First of all, before we talk about that, um, Austin Reeves of the Los Angeles Lakers would like to file a copyright infringement because his nickname is also AR fifteen. Ha! Is he really? Yes, he wears number fifteen and. AR-15. So no shit. Yes. Wow. So yes. So AR-15 is um, taken. So um, you'll be hearing from my lawyers. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, um, yes. For some reason, Anthony Richardson is just flying up the draft board right now. Um, I'm glad that all these guys are going to throw because, as for just from a fan standpoint, you want to see what you're getting. And see who can do what. And honestly, sometimes it's just it's just fun to watch these guys just have raw power and just duke it out. Um, Notably, Bryce Young waiting for his fucking pro day, which I mean, Dad, Kyle, well, Kyle Wilson. Oh my God, Zach Wilson did that more or less, right? He had his big pro day and threw that off balance throw, and everyone fell in love. Yeah, but I mean, like. Anybody could look good on their own individual pro day. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred like percent. It's it's designed to the, do that. Right. Yeah. You can set the circumstances to look as good as possible, but like, which I mean, granted, the combine you can you can finagle it as well, but I feel like there's less of an opportunity for you to to kind of fugazi it at a combine. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's it's not controlled by you, and everyone's on the same level. Right. Everyone has the same 40-yard 40, uh, 40 dash in the same field and the same conditions. I get it. But, like, Richardson, they're saying he's going to be a top 10 pick? Like, in some I places, no, man. They're projecting. Like, he is raw as hell. Like, there, there was a good, what, four or five games where he didn't throw a fucking touchdown this year. Like, they have him now projected, at least on Tankathon, to go to the Raiders at seven. Wow, that is higher than I saw him earlier today. I saw him at nine to the fucking Seahawks, but seven to the Raiders? Yep. Jesus. Like, and, and I'm also reading, like, people are making, like, intangible comparisons to Cam Newton and Justin Fields and, like, okay maybe like if he can figure out a way to put it all together like he has all the physical tools to get it right but like does he have the mental makeup and like the actual football iq to do that like can he read a defense properly because like i saw this dude play at florida and he got ripped apart by tennessee like he got made to look foolish by bama like like against superior competition like Georgia made him look silly, like against top level competition. Like, 
he wasn't. I know it didn't, nece- it didn't necessarily stand up. No, I I get it. The problem is, and listen, it happened to Zach Wilson last year. He was he shot up the board when I feel like when the I don't want to say like the old guard, but when like you know the the main people fall in love with him, with fall in love with somebody. You can't talk. It's just the way it goes. Like that. That's the way the trend goes. And for some reason, he's the guy this year. Yeah, there, there's always one, right? There's always there's always one. one. There's always someone who just shoots up out of nowhere. There's always one that you know falls like a falls like a rock. Like even not even because of you know maybe uh, off the field issues, just. Oh, he didn't run a good forty times, so you know what? Fair. He's shit. And it's like, how do you know that? I, I don't know. I guess that's why we're not why we're here and they're there. I guess, right? I guess, yeah. But like, I don't, I don't know, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of it that, like, I, I, I can't fucking like for the life of me understand how Anthony Richardson is going to get paid top ten pick money, like that, that. Like you, you're at that point. I think you're buying too much into the raw attributes than you are the act. Like, there is something to be said for game film. You know what I mean? And like, a hundred percent. I I think that the evaluators this year are suddenly like, which th- this is the thing that's going to bother me about it. Like, people are taking the raw like film or the raw intangibles or the raw attributes, and they're putting that over game film. So right. like you're you're looking at Anthony Richardson and you're telling me that Anthony Richardson with all his stats and the game film against him is a better quarterback than Will Levis when Will Levis might not have the same raw intangibles but put up better numbers and beat this dude head to head like convincingly I, I Kentucky beat the Gators convincingly so like how like th- that's a thing man like I, like when it comes to certain people like game film suddenly isn't like ignored and and people don't talk about it but for other people people hang on to game film as a crutch so it's it, like it, it it comes down to now of like who you're talking about based on how like is is going to determine how you're evaluating them you know what i mean i also wonder how behind the scenes you know some you know the the agents have people you know in the wings you know sending out things you know you know tis the season for that you know it's it's always convenient how you know again i laramie tunsil what two days before the draft that video comes out or the day of whatever it was like you know what I mean? Like it's just there's always there's always something waiting in the wings. There's always there's always something going on behind the scenes that always pushes someone up or pushes someone down. You know, not not including external factors. Who is Richardson's agent? Who did he sign with? I I don't know. I was gonna say if he's a CAA or some shit like that, like it makes a lot of sense why he fucking. Rocketed up the draft board. You know what I mean? Champs Sports. No idea who that is. Uh, you know what? I don't know. Champs Sports. That's. I mean, let's see how old this is. This is from September. 
Champ Sports adding to his nil portfolio. Yeah, I mean, Derek, uh, Derek Jackson, uh, whatever. Not you know, not Drew yeah, Rosenhaus, not, basically. You right. Know? That that that's what I was wondering. Like, we're we're not like that's what I was exactly what I was wondering about. Like, is it going to be somebody? Legacy Sports Advisors is all right, but who else does he have in his stable? Right, I don't know. You know, you uh, yeah, know, they could be like, just one of his main agents, but like, uh, I don't know. You don't know yeah, who they I, got working behind the scenes, right? Like that. That that's what I'm worried. Like, and it's even like the university itself. Is the university just fucking that far ahead when it comes to like the whole draft process that they have dudes that can ensure like for future recruiting purposes and be like, Hey, I can get my guy drafted top 15. So now my recruiting class, I can, I can push that back. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I can push that onto high school recruits and be like, Hey, I got a top, like, you know of what I mean? Like I got a top 15 fucking NFL draft you know, pick. Aside from his success in college football, how easy is it for like Nick Saban to walk in and be like, listen, you come play for me. You're going to be, you're going to be a first round draft pick. You know, like, you know how you, you can't deny how many Alabama offensive linemen have gone in the first round in the last what ten years? You know it's not right. it's and, not it's not hard, right? And I'm sure a lot of those guys probably weren't like top ten picks, like the arguable top ten picks, but like no, but they were they signed with a good school that you know has state of the art has, has and was these colleges to, now these. The, the Power Five conferences have facilities that rival NFL facilities. If not better. If it, not, they, like, they probably are better, to be honest I mean, with you. We're, we're going to touch it. I, I get, we're going to touch on it because that fucking report came out, and that, that's going to take up a good 20, 30 minutes of our time going through that shit. But, like, I'd, I'd beg to differ that a Florida or, – or beg to argue that, like, a Florida State or an Alabama probably right now has better facilities than a – Arizona Cardinals from what we've heard this week. You know, I, I really I've seen pictures and I've seen, you know, even on TikToks, I've seen videos of inside the Alabama facility and it's state of the art. You know, it's you know, it, it's something ridiculous. And like every year they get like a, another three point five to five million dollar renovation. Like these guys are for lack of a better term, a pro team. Like Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. It's not even. It's not team. even debatable. You know, say what you want. It's not even debatable. Like, uh, uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, if if we took Texans and the fucking Alabama like Crimson Tide, the Alabama Crimson Tide could probably hang with them for a quarter. Maybe for like a quarter. Like they um, wouldn't beat them. They wouldn't beat them, but they'd compete for a quarter or two. It would be interesting. I love I love these arguments. It's it's always like I don't know. Problem is in college, the drop off in talent from you know one to the next is is stark. Sure. The NFL, it's not as drastic. And also, too, don't forget you're playing up. You're playing guys who are you know twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty years old versus twenty three year olds. That's like true. you know twenty are not even like. 22 yeah. 21 yeah you got you got some kids that are even 19 and and freaking starters you know what i mean like right the case of like 
what Ohio State, all their receivers are NFL draft picks and they're all in their 20 years old. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, 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 you get like Mushin right, exactly. Jr., fucking Jackson and Jigba, all the and Jigba Smith, whatever. All those dudes are on their fucking 20 years old and that that's going to be right. a fucking issue. But right, 100%. Um, I don't know, man. Like it, it, it's a good debate to have as far as like why this guy's rocking up the board. I am curious to see how how much that hype train gets him. But right. like, are, are we thinking it's legit, or are we thinking he's going to end up being fucking Jamarcus Russell? You gotta try real hard to be Jamarcus Russell, but. But you get, yeah, I agree with you. But like, you, you get, like I, I get, like, I know, I get it. Is he gonna be a bust? If, they, if you, yeah, if you draft someone in the top ten, you expect them to make a pretty immediate impact on your, like, they're they're a starter day one, yeah, and it, you expect them to make a, be an immediate couch, impact. You know I, mean? I, I don't think so, but like, you know, what, what, what? Obviously, everyone wants the Hall of Fame level, but like. If you get play along the lines of like, I don't know, a Jared Goff in his first year. Oh yeah, no, like that. Like yeah, you, you probably that. take that, right? Like you know, no, like like even even like even further, like if he ends up being like an Andy Dalton, I think you take that if you're Anthony Richardson. If, if that's the career you carve out for yourself, like. It's not the worst you could fucking do. No, you, know you could I mean? have, you could be, you could do a lot worse than that. He could be Jameis uh, Winston. He, listen, Jameis before he got hurt was, you know, not actually pro. half like, bad. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it depends on how much like stock you put into being an all pro nowadays, but like he was an all pro quarterback. He was three thousand yards. You put you put more stock in the all pro than the Pro Bowl, obviously. That's fair. That's fair. But like he was still thrown for three thousand, four thousand yards. He's still thrown for 30, 40 touchdowns a year. You know what I mean? Like right. still up there. The picks is what did him in, but like like you said, he could do worse. You you definitely could do worse. But um Touching upon what you said earlier, um, some people rise and some people, like you said, fall like a fucking rock. And this year, it's Jalen Carter. Um, yeah, I've heard, I I've heard, know, uh, rum- heard rumblings here. So essentially, supposed to be a top five pick and would have been had reports not come out that Georgia State Police have confirmed his involvement in the fatal accident of a UGA teammate and UGA staffer. Uh, so he initially, he had told police that he'd been following his teammate and the UGA staffer when they lost control of the vehicle, only for uh, the Georgia State Police to then reveal that Carter was actually racing his teammate's vehicle. Uh, he himself hit 105 miles an hour at one point, uh, causing his teammate to lose control of his all own vehicle during the race. I don't know right. what to say about that, man. Like, I don't want this, like I put in the rundown, to turn into referendum college athletes, but... Between this well, and the Darius Miles situation that we touched on earlier, like it, it's I don't know, man. Like, well, he turned himself into police. He did, and seemingly he's going to do interviews at the fucking combine. Right. Like, uh, so he he surrendered to police in Athens Wednesday night. So I I don't know. 
I don't. I like again, man. Uh, I, just, I don't know how to feel about that. Like I mean, he was I booked feel- at eleven thirty three and and released at eleven eleven forty nine. So when you're, when you're a UGA fucking football player in Athens, Georgia, you can get out in half an hour, seemingly. I don't know. It's <laughs> like, pretty. I, 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 it's there, pretty serious. What's going? What's being? You know, implicated there, know. like that exactly, yeah. and the cover up there, and like, I feel like it's a, it's really similar, and granted, not to the same degree, but like that mile situation, in Alabama, like he shot and killed a female student because she didn't want to date him, and the right. gun he was handed, he was handed it by a fucking teammate, and that teammate is going to be a top five lottery pick in the NFL in the NBA draft in June, so like, right. but like. That kid is not suspended. That kid got introed into a game a couple days ago being patted down like a police officer by his other teammates, and nobody questioned it. And nobody was like, this is probably not the right fucking time to be patting somebody down. (laughs) Yeah, a little... Little tone deaf or and th- yeah, and th- read, and then, read the room, read the room, and, right? And then the motherfucker goes, "Oh no, you're just patting me down like you would a TSA agent to clear me for takeoff. Like I've done it for years, and it's like you might do it do it for years, man. But like again, read the fucking room. Like now's not the time. Like right, take, like that that's not the one you want to do. But like I put in the rundown, man, like it feels like there's no consequence for actions for these guys. Like, and like, Card is, yeah, if he, if he goes top five, it looks bad for the league, but they don't give a shit because come September, we're going to watch preseason and the ratings are going to be just as high. We're going to watch regardless. And like, moreover, fuck even September and preseason. We're all going to watch this fucking draft in a couple of weeks. And like, I'm sure me, you, and Artie will get together to watch the fucking draft, and it'll do record numbers, and it'll be a fucking ratings bonanza, and they'll pull a fucking 1.8 on fucking ESPN, and oh, yeah. nobody's gonna talk about fucking Jalen Carter or his fall. It's all gonna be about the hope and the prosperity that your fucking team's gonna have a few months from then. Like, nobody's gonna care, man. Like that. And, that's- and honestly, they really didn't care about holding him, too, because it, he posted a $4,000 bond. So... Where did he get the $4,000 bond? Is my Probably his agent or whatever. That That's... Or his lawyer. Or NIL whatever. deal that's, or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, exactly. That's point. not... Whatever. The 4000 is is relatively low, I feel like, in when we're talking about you know, bond or bail or whatever or whatever. Yeah, I know there's a difference. Uh, I'd uh, I'd let Arthur explain the difference, but like, <laughs> but like again, they, they weren't. It's he's charged with two misdemeanors. Like he's not. He's yeah, not, not even. It's not a felony. Granted, it's not a felony. He, like we're not reckless driving and racing. Maximum sentence of twelve months in jail and a thousand dollar fine. So even if he goes to jail for a year, like, you know, he didn't throw his life away. No, he'll, he'd like, I hate to say it, but he'd be right to fuck back. Like, oh, yeah. Even if he went to jail, like, he would get a shot a year or two from now. You know, Black Seagull Burris went to jail for what, 18 months, 24 months, and he was signed as soon as he came back. Mm -hmm. And that was a guy who, who literally it was self inflicted. Like, 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> this this guy killed someone and he'll probably be back. I mean, and again, the punishment of reckless driving and racing, 12 months. He didn't kill anybody. To you be know, fair, was- Kareem Hunt beat the living shit out of his wife. And he's signed a free agent contract like two weeks later. So did Ty- Tyree Kill didn't wasn't that he yeah. had an issue too? Yep. Yeah, he did. So and he signed and he, he signed the richest wide receiver contract in fucking NFL. He got trade. Like, he got a point. trade and a contract extension. Um, Adrian Peterson had the issues with his son, and he's probably going where, to the Hall yeah, of Fame. Where, where he beat this kid with the switch, yeah, and he fucking. He's yeah. probably going to the Hall of Fame. You know, you know. I mean, what are we talking about here? Yeah, so, I, I hear you. I get, he'll probably fall out of the top ten. He'll he'll probably still be a first round pick though somewhere. I, honestly, I don't think he falls out of the top ten. Like he might not. He, he might he not. Should he should? But I think that ultimately teams are going to be like, well, we got enough fucking character issues on our team anyway. Like it doesn't make a difference. Like and again, the maximum charge is the maximum is twelve months in jail and a thousand dollar fine. Don't be surprised if he does. You know three months and you know or he gets he gets off he's got like you know eight years pro oh, not gonna, eight years like yeah he's four years probation and like yeah. a hundred you know a thousand hours of community service yep it, 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 it wouldn't yeah. shock me at all nope because again the girl that was the girl because what was it the guy the ones who got killed were in the car together not his car right 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 so then he's so then he's not responsible technically for the death because if he was responsible Correct. for the for the death, this would be a totally different story. That that's actually a very fine and fair point. Like were he directly responsible, this would be a different story. They're not charging. If, him if, if the if the if his if his teammate or his, the staffer was in his car and they crashed and got killed, fair. then we're talking about you know, um, you know, possibly manslaughter or. Right, you know, Thank you, man. slaughter, all that type of stuff. Yeah, right. Exactly. And but we're not. He just got caught street racing. <laughs> you know. One Again, I'm not. I'm not condoning. I'm not condoning street racing, but it's definitely not as bad as killing someone with the car. Right. Exactly. You're you're one of thousands or millions that have done it, and unfor- like the situation was unfortunate. I don't condone it, but like. It, compared to what it could have been, it's it's right. You know, you can mitigate it. Um, moving forward from that, you had the NFL actually released its first ever team report cards. I actually didn't on, see this. This yeah, is new. Yeah, it it basically they surveyed roughly thirteen hundred players uh, on things like treatment of families, food service, and nutrition. Weight room, strength coaches, training room, training staff, locker room, team travel. Uh, ranking number one overall in football facilities, staff, and overall treatment of players were the Vikings at number one, followed by the Dolphins at two, and the fucking LA, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders at three. Uh, really? Ranks are graded on a letter grade scale from A plus through F. Mm-hmm. Uh, to give you an idea, uh, the Giants scored no lower than a B on all eight categories and ranked within the top 10 league wide, which is huge. Uh, yeah. the Jets scored no lower than a C minus with the lowest score coming in nutrition, but everything else was essentially like a C to a B. So they were mid level. They're at like right. 15th or 17th. Uh, for perspective, 
Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals finished dead last in the rankings with an F score in seven of the eight categories with the only one that like mitigates that was like a C, I believe, in nutrition. Everything mm. else was a dead fail. Well, the next paragraph is the one that gets me where they're literally like, oh, if you want dinner, you'll have it yes. cooked, cooked and boxed up, but you get charged via payroll. Are you serious? Yes. You're yes. a multi-billion dollar business and you can't provide dinner for your employees? Yes. So to, to expound upon that, uh, according to Cardinals insider and beat writer Johnny Venerable, who is well-connected to the team, uh, does their like official pregame shows and everything, uh, in speaking with anonymous members of the organization, the Cardinals organization uh, and treatments players is actually a fucking mess. So the quote was, <laughs> if players want dinner, they box it up for them, but the team will charge them via payroll for the food that they that they take from the facility. Players reported that if you work out at the facility after the season's over or prior to the new season, the team charges you. So all these guys that are currently working out at the facility or using the facility are being charged for your presence. What is this fucking planet fitness? Like, I mean, you work for the team. Theoretically, you should be able to to go to the, you should, if you're, if you're signed to a contract, you should be able to go to the team facility on again. I understand that they have work rules in regards to coach contact and off season stuff, but if you voluntarily go want to work out at the team facility, you should just be allowed to, and like not be charged. Like, are you serious? Theoretically, it costs me money to be a member of the fucking Arizona Cardinals. That's fucking wild. Yeah, the, at, at no point, like, I, again, I mean, what what could dinner honestly cost out of a paycheck when you're getting a game check of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars? However. All fair. All fair. How, however, it's you're right. It's the principle of the fucking right. matter. It should not cost you a dime. Like, it's, co- like, I, I go back to this, and I know it sounds stupid, but it's legitimately costing money for me to be a member of the NFL fucking like organization that I got drafted to yeah, because that's I was one of 217 players good enough to become an NFL fucking player that year. And then the best part is the next sentence. No other team in the NFL does this. <laughs> no, nobody does it. Nobody does it. And they're the only team that goes out of their way to be like, hey, you want a soda? That's $2.50. Yeah, that's like the money ball scene where it's like he makes the trade and he's like, you have to pay for my soda for the rest of the year. Like, right. <laughs> But it's so, like, again, now now this lets me to believe why like a guy like Cliff Kingsbury was like, I'm going you to know, fucking Thailand and never coming back. You know what? And now I guess, you know, and another piece of the puzzle falls firmly into place. Like, right. Like now, now it makes sense. And now you're like, you know what? Okay. If, if I was having to fucking like deal with that and like a mutiny on a weekly basis from my team. I wonder if they do that to coaches too. Cause I know coaches like use the facilities too, like and work out like, right. You know, they're not just, like, not every coach is just a fat shit. Like some guys use the, like the facilities, like, cause not for nothing. I mean, maybe not now, but 
definitely during the season, the coaches live there. So you can't right. tell me that they don't like, all right, you know what? It's going to be a late night tonight. Let's grab some dinner in the, uh, in the cafeteria, hit the gym, hit the showers, and but it's back up to the, the office. The interesting one to that for me is they scored an F in treatment of families and also team travel. What does that legitimately look like if you're getting an F in treatment of families? Does that mean that like they're they're having to pay for their own fucking tickets to sit in the stands? Does that mean that these people aren't getting credentialed to fucking sit anywhere or like visitation rights? So I so I know I'm 99% sure that if your family wants to travel with you in the NFL, like to go to a game, I they don't get the tickets for free. But there's but, an allocation, though, isn't there? Right. I think there is a family and friends allocation. So someone's got to, I think, yeah, I think the team picks up that tab, or at least they should pick up that tab. And I, they don't travel with the team, though. I think they, I think right. transport, transportation might be on you, but. Right. But you're but able to, still. but you're able to, but from my understanding, you're able to get the the transportation via like your player personnel and your player services rep who's able to schedule it for you. So I think the argument then is, are you having to do this fucking like all on your own? I know. Like, like they just say like, listen, I'm going to need, you know, eight tickets to, you know, next week's game at wherever. And right. it's like, all right, how can we get them that, you know, I know we're flying out, you know, whatever, Saturday, you know, Friday morning sure. or whatever. It's like, well, they got to figure that out. Like, what do you, what, I got to call a Delta now and hopefully I can get eight tickets? Like, right. That, that, that's my point. It's like, are, are these guys now fucking, and I guess, like, to my next I guess question, so. like, I guess like, so. team travel is getting an F. Are you fucking making these guys all stay at a La Quinta? Like who? What, uh, so where are you at? I, like, so I, I were one time, and this, this was maybe 2008. It was 2008, maybe whatever it was. Doesn't matter. Giants at Seahawks. No, Seahawks at Giants in the old Giants Stadium. I had a friend. He knew the guy who would transport the equipment for the visiting team for the Giants to and from Newark Airport with the team. Like you, so you, you traveled in the caravan with, you know, the, the players on the coach buses. And then you were, you followed behind in the box truck with all the shit. So one day he called me up and said, do you want to come and do that? And I went, fuck yeah, I do like, okay. So he did that. So, so, all right. So this is, I I will say, I want to say it's 2008. Let's just say that's what it is. Okay. Okay. The Seahawks traveled to giant stadium in probably some of the nicest coach buses I've ever seen. Now, again, those are rentals, but they didn't exactly rent, you know, a Hampton Jitney bus. Like it was top of the line thing. And they went right on the plane and there was, you know, it wasn't a 747, but uh, let's say it was a decent sized plane. There was, they were comfortable. These guys are not flying like commercial, like, right. Which, they have so their that, own planes. So so that's what it leads me to, to ask. If you're getting an app in team travel, are you guys putting these guys not so much on commercial? Like, 
not so much on like commercial, but like what does your plane and travel look like that your plane? That's what I want to know. I remember the very first time when the Giants played the Dolphins in London in the 2007 season. The Giants, it was public that the Giants said, we're renting a 747 for our team and staff right. to go to and from the game in England. A 747 holds like 500 people. Right. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they want they want to be as comfortable as possible. There so are times we- where, where it comes into where it's like, you know what? You just, you're making a billion dollars a second. Like, maybe we could spend a little spend a couple of bucks. I, like, I can't believe I'm fucking like looking this up, but I'm looking up. Like, like these guys are, dr- what are these guys checking in at like jet blue, you know, three hours before yeah, the flight, like, 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 like that, me that's, and that's you. I'm looking at. Like how, there's no how way. Guys- there's no way. Like, I can't I, believe like w- what does an F in travel actually mean? You know what I mean? Like that, that's what I'm curious about. So it looks like they actually do have a plane. They become the state. So that, that even then that makes me more curious as to what the fucking F in travel means, because they become just the second franchise to purchase a new airplane for team travel. So they have a plane. Yeah. According to this article, there are only the two, two teams own planes, the Patriots and the, Right, and it's a fucking Boeing 777, a 777 that they fucking bought, which but has like, a capacity of fucking three. It has a capacity of fucking like three hundred people. Well, again, you got to remember. All right, so there's fifty. What was it? Fifty three guys on a roster, so everyone gets their own row, basically. Let's just say, right. and they sprawl out in the coaches and whatnot. Right, but like and there's twenty eight. There's twenty eight in that plane 28 first class pods with leg lie down seats and then 48 business class seats so theoretically everybody on the team should have a first class seat or, or right or, and or also too it's a, it's a custom fucking plane you could do whatever you want ah oh, jesus i this is the shit that so, just makes me crazy but the shit that infuriates me right exactly so now now i'm curious as to like how like, bad could that be? Like you, right. I'd love to fly so that, private. Like how bad that, is that? So that that's where I'm at. Like you're flying, you're you're clearly flying well. You're traveling well. So what is it about the team? Like the getting there part or the coming back part, for all intents and purposes, is fine. So what is it about? The team travel like they go that through see, guys have an issue with they go through their own security they don't stand on security lines with the public they don't everything's done behind the scenes they don't even handle their they barely handle their own luggage like right listen maybe it's one of those things where it's just like the coordination isn't good like you know they get to the airport they land and then like you know the team bus isn't there or something i don't i don't know it's just it doesn't make sense you'll never know but it just right. doesn't make sense but like, like how bad like you're a billion dollar franchise like how bad could it possibly be So I wonder like don't all these teams like when they fly into a city don't they already have like a designated hotel to begin with though I would like to think that you know let's again let's just use the Giants and Jets cuz that's what's local here but like 
every time the Giants fly to Dallas, I'm sure that they like they call up whatever hotel that they stay in. They're like, right. "Yep, we're coming to Dallas." Like you know, give me the right. give like, me the, uh, like, the, like, the right. usual. Like, sh- like they have a contract with like the W Hotel or the like the fucking let's say the Double Tree or some bullshit to like week four and week fucking fifteen. We're gonna be there. Right. Well, so. Listen, you, they probably already know the schedule behind the scenes. And when they're already so that you you can't tell me that 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 you know giants you know upper brass you know someone in in the upper management level or you know trip coordinator or whatever isn't already calling exactly you know the Holiday Inn corporate office or whatever in Dallas and is like listen you know when we come uh, we're coming the second week of September and you know we're coming and you know whatever. I need I need the rooms. I need I need the usual package. I, what we get, I need you can't tell me that's not happening. Fucking, yeah, I need the rooms. I need the fucking conference rooms. Like right, I need and, the conference rooms. I need the breakfast. I need the, I need uh, all hands on deck for when we show up. You would assume so. Like that that that's why it kind of blows my mind even more. Where they're like, eh, well, <laughs> yeah. we don't like uh, yeah, it, whatever. It's an F. Like it doesn't it doesn't compute to me, but. I digress. Like, seemingly the fucking Arizona Cardinals are the fucking laughing stock of the NFL. Yeah, well, From they like, got a whole new coaching staff, so we'll see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that'll like, change with culture. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Maybe I it'll be. So, because, like, for all intents and purposes, like, the teams are pissed. You know what I mean? Like, like the players are pissed. Yeah. I don't know why, but, like, I always thought like I fuck like I I thought like it was a good organization like yeah yeah I don't know like maybe it's I only in the under, last couple of years I have no idea I was under the impression since they got the New Jerseys and they fucking had Super Bowl run with Larry Fitzgerald and all that bullshit like and Kurt Warner like. That we were looking at a new stadium, the whole th- the whole thing, right. like, like that they invested money and it was a, a halfway decent organization. But I guess not. I guess. Or I guess. Yeah, I, I I guess. I I I don't know. Is this a what do you call it? Is this a statement on how the team is run? I I mean, I guess so. I I don't know. It feels like it, right? Like it. It feels like that. This is, this is like this has to be on. This has to be on the ownership right not not necessarily whatever coaching regime you have because the gm and the head coach aren't worried about what fucking hotel they're staying at like they want to know like they're 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 doing right like right now they're doing roster overhauls and whatever like that you have a staff of that like in your building that's like not that they're separate from football operations but like they're the I don't know what the word is, but like they're the, uh, oh man, I'm drawing a blank. Like they're they're the coordinators of stuff, like right logistics. Right, right, right. That's yeah. the word, like logistics. Like who's our who's our vendor for you know bus travel this year? Who's our food vendors? Who's our you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. You would think. You would think like you would like. Who's doing our lodging? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? Like you, right, lodging, you lodging and travel. If we're going overseas, do we have all our international shit up to date? Like, do all of our plate like, passports? Yeah, right. No, when, once you, once your roster's finalized, that is 
out of training camp. All right. Everyone who has a passport, raise your hand. Okay. Everyone who has an expired passport, raise your hand. Anyone who needs a passport, raise your hand. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. But I mean, that, that was the major news that I, that I came across for the NFL. Like it, it just blew my mind that like, a, there was a public report about fucking like, <laughs> yeah, that's like kind of weird. And I was like, oh, that that that's fucking interesting. And then like, seemingly like the players burying their fucking employer and biting the hand that feeds. That was, that yeah. was fucking telling to me. But um, moreover, the Bucks cut Leonard Fournette um, and Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait, I can see him fucking lo- like locking on with somebody. I can right. see him fucking getting a shot somewhere. Uh, Fournette, maybe. Like I, I don't know what the market is for him at this point. You know? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not really too sure. Um, eh. uh, I yeah. mean, you'll get someone to give him a, a one-year deal, playoff yeah. lineup, but we'll see. Um, and then the other one that wasn't big, but it's local, uh, Jet, uh, Giants cut Kenny Galladay. I mean, uh, whatever. <laughs> it, yeah, he barely, he barely I mean, played. You, 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 barely... you put it in the rundown. Thanks for the non memories. Uh, Baby Tron came in, did nothing, and left. So, right. Yeah. Like, you know, it's whatever. Uh, he didn't play for the team, so I can't be like, oh man, that's unfortunate. Like, last, like this year, they had to cut James Bradbury because he was a cap casualty. That was a big deal. Like, you know, Galladay that was one. He, he caught one block. He threw one block, and that was probably his highlight as a giant. And he caught one touchdown in, what was it? I think the Eagle game. So yep. it's like, or whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you, you weren't missing much. Ultimately, like, it, it didn't hurt you. As It's not going to hurt you as much as it is. Um, no, it's, it frees up about $7 million in cap. You got to carry some dead cap for the next two years, but it's just what it is. Um, couple. I was looking at just some other cuts. I mean, it's still early. Falcons cut Marcus Mariota. Whatever. Ah, uh, poor Marcus Mariota, man. He he's never gonna fucking log on to anybody. No, commanders. The commanders cut Wentz and Bobby McCain. Okay. That, I mean, they got to shed salary, is, dude. They got to shed salary. It is what twenty six million that they saved on Wentz by fucking cutting him? I think so, something like that. So twenty six, twenty twenty six, twenty seven million dollars at the time. I mean, if that's not indicative of of your your trust in fucking Carson Wentz that you cut him and he still owed twenty seven million dollars like that, I don't know, man. Like, I think he's done. Like at this point, he just I mean, gone. probably. But here's the thing, though: someone like him, he'll stick around for a while. He'll get a contract, maybe get a one-year deal, two-year deal, and he'll be a backup somewhere. I mean, is it going to end up on the XFL? Listen, in this day and age, quarterbacks get injured more often than not. Uh, Don't be surprised if he's not starting next year at some point. I didn't say it would be good. I just said don't be surprised. No, no, I hear you. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like I could see him starting on a fucking, like, how oh mean? How God. long did we roll out the corpse of Ryan Fitzpatrick? You know what I mean? Like that—that's a—that's a fair point. Like he played for I like literally see. fifteen teams. Like, hey, I mean, 
depends on what Baltimore is going to do. Like you, you fucking <laughs> exactly, exactly. You fucking, uh, you better have a backup plan real quick. Especially okay. if you, especially if they re-sign Lamar, he's injury prone. Don't be surprised. They don't have someone who can, you know, who can fill in. And I mean, what are they going to do with Hunley? Like, is, is Hunley going to stay? <laughs> I, I don't know. It, 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 I, please fucking... don't. I hope they don't fucking give him a contract like the Saints gave. What's his name? Uh, you know the Swiss Army knife down oh, there. God. Um, you know what I mean. And and then the you Mormon, the Mormon battle axe for fucking Taysom Hill. Exactly. Like you know. Jesus. And then just but, some I mean, other. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I, you're, you're right. Like I, I hope it's not some some type of fucking fuckery like that. Like some, some tomfoolery where we get. Fucking seventeen million to Taylor Hunley because he had a good gears backup and he had played eight games. Like, right. I mean, I, I feel like on that point, like you either go full in on the dude or you he he's got to go. Like, th- there's there's no other way to go about it. Like, either he's going to be your guy moving forward or you get the shit done with fucking Lamar and just hope to God he doesn't get hurt. But right. I don't know, man. I like that. That's two hundred plus million reasons why I, I don't think I. I would. I personally, I don't bring Lamar back. But that's me. Right. No. I. Two hundred I... guaranteed million reasons why bringing that guy back is a bad idea. I I agree. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then uh, what was it? The Titans cut. Uh, hold on, I had it. Randy Bullock, the kicker, linebacker Zach Cunningham, tackle uh, Taylor Lewin, and wide receiver Rob Bobby Woods. There, so the one, the one Taylor that Lewin is a big that, one. Is the big right. one, and and the fact that they uh, didn't have the decency to fucking let him get his stuff, and they just put it in trash bags, and dropped it off on fucking porch. That was the, that was the thing. Yeah, that, that was that weird. I, that's weird. Like, Look, I don't man, know. Like, he, he, like, all these teams nowadays have like their fucking ring of honor or some bullshit like that. And I'd argue yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. Right. Like, but I'd argue that like Taylor Lewin would be one of those dudes, like for your Tennessee franchise, that he would be in that ring of honor for you to fucking drop his stuff off in glad bags on his porch. Mm-hmm. That says a lot more about your culture than it does about Taylor Lewin. Like that, I yeah. don't know. Uh, yeah, I I can see him going to Chicago. I can see him going to like Detroit or some shit like that. But like, I don't know. Whoever picks him up is going to get a decent lineman. You know what I mean? But like, absolutely. I don't know. Like that, I I felt that that was just disrespectful on that. But, You're gonna have more cuts coming down because this is the time where everyone's got to get under the cap or whatever. Other than that, there's a couple of other cuts, but nothing of like, oh my god. Um, I, I don't like, know. It's really who, but like, who's the? I don't know, man. Like, I'm trying to think about like who, who would be like the on the, the big cap casualties that are that are we're looking at. You know what I mean? Like, well, Kenny Galladay was guys. one. He was one. 
Um, I'm trying to see here. Let's see. Got to look at teams that are like severely over the cap right now. So like the Bucks. So now you know what I I can see Tyler Higby being one for the Rams. Right. I can see that being being something. What Higby's uh he he would clear six million in cap after June first, right? Right. Something like that. So that might be a guy that that you could see getting getting kicked to the curb. I could see Aaron Jones with the Packers, but possibly. Um, let's got- see. I'm trying to look at big ones. I mean, I mean the Rams did cut Bobby Wagner, and that saved them five million. Yeah, that, that's good. That's a, that's a huge one. That that's that's probably the biggest one so far. But I mean, I could see Jameis getting cut. Probably, probably. Um, what? It, it's thirteen million, something like that. Jameis Winston. No, he actually only saves them about four and a half. Really? That's pre-June first. Was- After June first, he saves them twelve. Ooh. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my god, that that's a that's a fucking killer right there. Yeah, that's a big one. I mean, I'm just trying to. I'm, so you, so theoretically, I gotta keep this dude on my damn team to save myself some money if I was. Ah, Jesus Christ! It's not. It's not good. Again, it's like the, why, the Russell Wilson problem. The like hell? he's gonna be on your team. Oh my God! Like the way they've structured that fucking contract. Saints really fucked. Like I'm sorry. Like Saints really screwed themselves something serious. But the problem is they gave Taysom Hill big money. That's not their only problem, but like it's 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 the biggest one though. Like that that's the you tied up you tied up real real dollars into a guy who plays like fifty snaps a game. Like you know, I hear you know, he. What did he get? He got a contract of a four-year, forty million contract dollar contract extension, twenty-one million in guarantees. Like that's someone. That's like a starter. Like that's like a starting tight end. Like that's not him. That's not the guy. He's he was never going to be the guy. But and they can't and they can't cut him because they can't cut him either because they they still owe him guaranteed money. They can't cut him. And then, uh, so that's the NFL. Getting old, um, my knees hurting. <laughs> huh. We got a couple of NHL things to go through. We did talk about it, so uh, I guess we will wrap up with the NHL stuff. Yeah, we so, could. Uh, we we could go. We could run through this quick because the NHL deadline, the trading deadline, is in. I think it's today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, well. I mean, in 45 minutes, it'll be it'll be trade deadline day. Um, so yeah, so but, what? Four four o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Eastern, something like yeah, that. So, yeah, something like that. So, uh, depends. We'll we'll get to the biggest one at the end. Um, the the one that we all saw coming, but no one knew if it was actually going to happen. Right. 
So we'll get we'll get to that. But uh, Devils, we'll start with that. Devils traded for Timo Mayer uh, without really giving up anything other than a bag full of hockey pucks and some players to be named later. Um, yeah, no, this was a good move. This is a big deal. No, it was a huge deal for them. I mean, um, again, like I think me and you probably are the bigger like puck guys here, but um mayor yeah. is a legitimate 40 goal scorer like he he lit the lamp a lot a lot in san jose uh he can four check he's gonna add some physicality this guy who's like what six two two fifteen yeah he's like, a big dude big dude for a hockey player um now this is gonna this is a big move for them this is a good this it's a good move it's a quality player for basically nothing like you like, said they they've got three good lines now that they can roll out. This, like, you know, they're solid. They can roll three three solid at you, uh, which is really what you want. I mean, you want to roll four, but you know your heavy hitters are on your fourth line. So right, like like uh, the the idea of having a top six and a bottom six nowadays in the and the NHL has really gone to I need a top nine and a checking line. Like you know what I mean? More like, or less, yeah. I need I need the I need the bru- I need the bruisers out there when my top guys need a uh, need a break, need a blow, right? Exactly. So like, the good part about this for me was the fact that Mayor is still under team control for the next two years. Yes, um, it's not a rental. Right. So it also makes the fact that Jesper Bratt, who's trying to argue for a contract it makes it easier for them to ignore his demands and it gives the devils like leverage. I guess you want to say that in negotiations. So for the devils, like ideally you could choose to extend Timo. If you really wanted to, you could move on from Brat, or you can use an extension for mayor to set the market. If you really wanted to go there, like you could theoretically say, Hey, I'm going to give, fucking Timo Mayer 8-8 over the next three or four and that'll set your market for Jesper Bratt. Ideally. Right. No, I agree. Ideally. like It gives themselves some negotiation leverage. This is, again, it's a good move all around because you don't have to worry about uh, Mayer for two years and you could say, well, if you want to leave to Brat, you want to leave? Fine, leave. We'll send him out. We'll give him the seven, eight year extension, and we'll figure it out. Right, exactly. Like suddenly, you've you've now placed yourself in a position where, if Jesper Brat were to leave, you're you're not hurting for that production anymore. Like you you have a suitable replacement, if not a better replacement, coming down the pike, and you didn't give up the NHL rated prospects that you had like Holtz in, in the pipeline. Right. And now, and now if, if you have, if you move on now, you can dig into your farm system and see what you actually have. Right. Like you can look, you can give more minutes to a guy like a miles Wood. Like you can, you can find out what Dawson Mercer is actually going to give you. And like, you can, you can try to develop that further, but I, I think those smart um, moving forward from that uh, rich, get richer, Bruins trade away their oh, 2023 so first good. round pick to the Detroit Red Wings for Tyler Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi's gritty, scrappy. He's a goal scorer. Like it's a good move. I hate it so much, but it's a good. Move. I I hate it. I I hate it because it's a team that's going to win the President's Trophy, probably the Eastern Conference. Like they didn't need probably him, but the they, Stanley Cup, man. Like, and yeah, probably the Cup too. Like 
listen, they didn't they didn't need him, but they got him, and it just it's it's crazy. I mean, Detroit sending a 2025 fourth round pick in the deal with this year's first rounder being protected, but I feel like they were. What are close the prote- what are the protections on that? If it's what if they make the cup? I think it's to make the cup. Yeah, I think that if yeah. I think it's at the very least a uh, conference semifinal. Um, okay. But, like I wrote it in the rundown, and and yeah, it's a joke, but like. With Marshan, Frederick, Hathaway, and Bertuzzi all on the same team, Bruins continue their tradition of keeping their assholes on the ice over 60. Like, that rating is still off the charts. Like, those guys are going to be – I don't know. I, I can't stand I can't stand Marshan. I mean, no one does. But, like, you have literally – you have literally – not bruisers, but you have instigators on the ice at all times. Yeah. You have four lines of dudes who are just going to, like, has at least one instigator. Like, those four lines are fucking frightening. And, like, I don't think there's anybody that matches up. Like, that first line of Marshawn, Bergeron, DeBrusque, like, all right, fine. We all know what you're getting there. But, like. You know, the second line ain't nothing to sneeze at either. No. Like, that's what I'm saying. Zasha, Krejci, and Pasternak, like. Pasternak's having a career career year. You know what I mean? He like, gonna score, he's gonna what is he? He's gonna have fifty this year probably. Yeah. Yep. If he doesn't and already then, have it, I don't even know. He's probably close. He's at like forty two or something like that. Right. right he's gonna have fifty. And then you have the third line. Like your third line is Charlie Coyle at center, Tyler Bertuzzi who gets you thirty a year, and then fucking a former Hart Trophy winner, a Hart Trophy winner. And Taylor Hall is on the fucking third line. Like that, right. that you, you could that, you could have that, that could be a top that could be a second line or even a first line on some teams. Right. And then the f- fourth line is uh, granted cruisers. It's Foligno, it's it's Nosek, and it's Hathaway, but like that's a solid line. Like that like it's a solid I, team. It's a solid team. There's there's no other like, way to put it. You can't like, deny you're it. Not, and like you're not talking about like your defense too. Like you're not talking about Olmark and fucking Net, who's seeming ripping fucking goalie goals you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and, and scoring and you're not talking about charlie mcavoy and any guys like that who them themselves are giving you offense production too you know what i mean like charlie mcavoy if he was healthy the whole year like it would be him and not adam fox who would have won the norris you know what i mean like that that's the reality of it but that and and shit like it's probably him eric carlson and fucking uh and adam fox who, who are up for it but it's a lot closer than than it would have been, you know what I mean? But right. I I think I don't know, man. Like I think it's Boston to fucking win at this point. Like I oh, know. it's it's not even close. Like I I've heard a lot of chatter about people saying, well, fucking the Maple Leafs got a brand new team and they added Luke Shen and Jake McCabe and Lafferty and and all this, but like and Ryan O'Reilly too. But like it, you're, it's a lot of complimentary pieces that hasn't fixed the, fixed the fact that you still choke in the first round. Like none of that, <laughs> screen, none of that screams clutch to me. Like it all screams. I mean, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. The Leafs might have a brand new team, but they're still trailing by 19 points in the standings. Right. The Bruins have 101 points. No other. And there's the 20 next, games left. The next closest is 86 with Carolina. And there's like, 20 games left. There's still, right, there's still 40 points to be had. Like, it, all right, 
What are they going to have? Even if they go 500, 120 points is fucking insane. Like, there, there's a good chance that there's a damn good chance that the Bruins end up with like 132 over the whole year, which is uh, crazy. It's fucking crazy. It's, they only have eight, eight regulation losses. Eight. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's a good possibility that the Bruins could end up with 132 points of the remaining 40 points left. Out of 61 games, there's eight only eight games in which they didn't re- register a point. That's nuts. And they're on a nine-game winning streak right now. They they can't be stopped, man. And like and they're on a nine-game winning streak. Like it doesn't matter. I I don't care that the Islanders are on this tear now or that the Rangers just re, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the Rangers how they're, you know, geared up for war and the oh, Devils we just God. talked about. I don't care. It doesn't matter. You're going to hit the Bruins in the conference finals and you get smoked. Yeah, I, I, I honestly I don't see anybody step into to Boston at this point and like I don't like them, but I fucking respect Okay, it. all right. I Here's the stat. The Here's the it. stat for you. Okay? Here's the stat. They have a 103 a plus 103 goal differential, okay? 233 goals for 130 against. Okay? The next biggest total as far as a positive goal differential. Are you ready? Is the Devils with 53? They have literally doubled up the amount of goals that they scored. Christ. Now, again, that the the team they've scored 233 goals. Some teams of Devils have 215, but they just it it's just insane how many less goals that they've given up (laughs) and how many more goals that they've scored. I mean, I I hate to ask, but like, <laughs> do do you give Bergeron a fucking like nod for Hart Trophy this year? I mean, you might have to. I mean, like, you gotta, like you gotta at least you gotta year, at least think about it. Considering the year that they've had, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's got to be you got to throw some votes at Bergeron and fucking uh, Pasternak, right? Like you like by default, no? I mean, probably. You have to. I mean, at least they're going to – they might take away from each other a little bit, but, you know. The team's going to end up with 120 points. Like, at, I know. It's nuts. Like, yeah, you have to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like you kind of have to. Or, like, Olmark has to win, like, the Vesna, if not the Jennings at the very least. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean – Olmark's gonna win the Vesna. There's no, there's no way around it. Right, and then Montgomery's probably gonna win the fucking Coach of the Year. Hundred percent. And then they they won the President's Trophy. Like they're gonna sweep. <sighs> they're gonna like I could see Bergeron getting a lifetime achievement Selkie Award. Like I, the Jennings will probably go to them too because they yeah, have the best goal differential. Right, and they have the, and and they have Swayman's right. had a good him, year him as well. And Swayman. Yeah. So like, uh, uh, they're a buzzsaw, dude. That that's what it comes down it's, to. They're a fucking right. buzzsaw. You know, I mean, according to this, this is, again, this is halfway through. They have the heart going to Connor McDavid, which hard to argue, but yeah, man, I, I know we touched on it earlier, but we need to get Connor on a fucking 
like original 16. <laughs> like we, 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 like, please love God. Like I hate having the argument with people who go like, people say he's so good, but is he really that good? Like, yes, please. Stay all up right. And so, watch all right. So, he, please, all right, so this God, was, people. this was a, this is an article written about uh, two weeks ago, maybe last week, February 22nd. Okay. Connor McDavid's the heavy favorite for MVP. Then you have uh, Pasternak. All right. Then Jack Hughes, Jason Robertson. Um, I I don't hate that Jack Hughes is third on that list. Jack Hughes. This is just odds. This is just odd. The odd, you know, the odds on favorites. You know, it's it's really tough to. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, is LeBron just going to be the MVP for life? You know, not, maybe not now, but well, granted, but like it, it when do they give out the fucking like how many weeks in do they give it to give out the fucking heart? Um, I don't remember. It's not, it's after the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. So like, I think it's like two or three weeks after the fucking playoffs, right? Something like that. Right. So there, there's a possibility of recency bias that if Pashanak has himself a good, a good playoffs, he just might walk away with the heart then. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a possibility. Um, it so is. We, granted, uh, Rich got richer, but. While that happened, the yeah, poor, the poor got more fucking embarrassing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. Uh, yeah, so Arizona Coyotes put Jacob Chicharin on the trade block for two fucking years, like <sighs> legitimately two years, and they publicly stated that they wanted to get a haul back. They traded Chicharin to the Ottawa Senators for a conditional first-round pick this year, a 2024 conditional second-round pick, and a 2026 second round, all of which don't help you now. Nope. And it's just helping you shed talent and money for your late season tank. So hopefully you get Connor Bedard in the draft. Hopefully. But like even that's not guaranteed. So what the fuck are you actually doing in in Arizona right now? Like what what are you trying to do? I don't know. It's not gonna be good. <laughs> I put in the rundown and I and I say it mockingly. But like I'm gonna laugh when the fix is in and Bedard goes to the Black. And goes to an original six. He goes to an original six. It's a it's a wink wink nudge nudge. Thank you for letting like an an elephant in the room. Like yeah, let it, it lets Kane go to another original six team. The other big American hockey market. The other big original six American team. Wink wink nudge nudge. Here here's fuck Connor Bedard to fucking make up for it. And just let him run roughshod in fucking Midwest for the next 10, 15 oh, years. Look, not, not that the Bruins need any more, um, you know, oral servicing by us. But they just, with their win tonight, they are the fastest team to 100 points. <laughs> Ever. And oh, right after cool. they acquired Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, Pasternak signed an eight-year, $90 million extension. Oh, so, shit. 
So they and he had a goal and two assists tonight. So you know what? Fuck it. They're 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 done. Uh, they're they're the Stanley Cup champions. And and you know what's fun? The next thing we're going to talk about. We were going to talk mm. about it, and and we were going to end on this note because of the big news in 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 New York. But like, yeah, Patrick Kane is a Ranger, and we were all excited about it's like two it. Two years in the making. <laughs> two years, it, it, we we were stoked. Showtime came to Broadway. We're all fucking amped. He was on the ice tonight. I had it streaming. Like it, it was, it was great. He looked good. He, he said he was rusty, but it, they didn't look terrible. He, he didn't. He didn't look terrible. Uh, him and Panarin obviously still have the chemistry that they had back when they were on the Blackhawks. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, bro, I, I thought it like when I saw freaking Kreider get that that shorthanded breakaway. I was like, oh, it's on. Like, oh, oh, this, this, this is gonna be fun tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, definitely. Um, seemingly, the uh, trade did not help the defensive side of things. And no, Adam Fox is still looking around like the John Travolta Pulp Fiction meme, uh, wondering where in the fuck his help is gonna come. Because it's him. Yeah, it didn't and help that Keandre, It didn't help that Keandre Miller got suspended for three games for spitting so. on some dude. Yeah. For spitting on Drew Doughty, allegedly. Yeah, he says allegedly. he didn't, but, but whatever. I was actually at the game, but, I, you know, you couldn't see it from where we were. Um, now, listen, offensively, this is about as this could be as good about about as good as any team in the league. The problem is on the on the defensive side, it's not good. Like watching them in person the other night, it was very frustrating. Like they don't hit anybody. They don't get in people's faces. They, they don't, don't back check. They, they don't. They, they don't. They, they don't do cycle. Not. They don't. They don't get after pucks. They don't chase. It's it's fucking frustrating. And then, and then in the offensive zone, they cycle the puck way too much. So yes. they it's yeah. I, I was I remember screaming at the game at the game. I was like, could somebody hit somebody? They they don't hit anybody. No, and and it's like. Granted, it's cupper bust for the Rangers, and like oh, hundred percent. This is a you, cupper you, bust. You've You've got Tarasenko, who had a proof game last night, and seemingly Tarasenko, in the 11 games he's been with us, now he's fucking gelling. Like, now he's cooking. He's got 8-4 and four in 11 games. Like So the people who were worried about his production, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to see where they're at, because seemingly that's not a problem anymore. Um, and then the trade for Kane, like, you got to give Chris Drury credit, because if nothing else, he's going for it. You know what I mean? Like, if nothing no, he's, else, absolutely. he's trying. He he made the deals to try to make it work. Like, yeah, you're pairing Kane with Panarin. Like, you got a chance to do something special there. And like, Tarasenko's like with 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 Mika and and with Kreider. Like, you you got you got hope there. You know what I mean? Like, those lines are going to fluctuate. Like, I don't think Gallant's going to keep them like as as static as we think like i think panner and kane tarasenko is going to happen at some point but probably then even then the lines are still great you know what i mean like you're talking crides mika tarasenko on the first line you're talking about panner and trachek and and kane second and then the kid line on the third like I, i don't hate that and then the fourth line you you got mott goudreau and and uh what's his face Makudro and Vessi. So mm-hmm. I don't hate that, but like you said, I don't earlier, like the, I don't like the fact that they gave VC a two year deal, like a two year extension off of a half a season's worth of work. 
you know I, I i agree with you there um i i hate the fact that we are now looking at uh another game where uh igor is now not net and he's not playing back to backs and we're wondering where the fuck our goalie is like it, that... it's one of those it's it's the it's the load management has hit the nhl and that's why you need two bona fide starting goals. You need two goalies, essentially, because again, not to compare them to Boston, but Swayman is a solid dude. Is, he's a starter on a lot of teams. Yeah, I agree with you. you know? Like, I like honestly, it makes me look at that John Jonathan Quick deal and say, "Fuck, Las Vegas had the right idea there." Yep. Like. Because now you have fucking what's-his-face and goal as your starter, but in the event he fucking needs a blow or in the event he doesn't have the playoff experience and it's too much, now you have a guy who's won two cups mm-hmm. and is probably the most decorated American goalie of all time just sitting there waiting for you. I remember when when Lundquist could, had Talbot to lean yeah. on, and not that, it was a, not that it wasn't a step down, but... You had confidence that Talbot would get the job done. I mean, fuck. Like, think think further back. Like, you had Van Beesbrook and you had fucking Richter back to back. Like, you, like you, you had something. You know what you, I mean? You, you, back in the day, they'd play more. I mean, again, not for not not as many back to backs, I guess, but they still had them. But you know that on you know Saturday, your start, your your number one guy's playing, and on Sunday, you know the B team is out there. Sure. So, right. But, but you need you need uh, again, I looked at the stats and both Bruins goalies are in top 5 in save percentage. Like yep. that's a big deal. The the roster construction is there's something to be said for the roster construction that's been going on in the fucking Bruins and that they they figured it out. And it, it's frustrating right. as hell, but they figured it out how to do it and how to do it correctly. The consistent winners, like they, they don't win every year, but they're they're always in the mix, and and they're they're never they're never out of it. They're always in they're always in the mix. There's there's always a chance, and then like they hit on, and then for whatever reason this year they're just flowing, like they're just flying, and it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane what's going on up in Boston because they they are consistently good. They've been consistently good for ten plus years, and it doesn't right. seem like it's going to stop. Right, I like because you think these guys are getting old and they're really not that old. Right, like you look at Pashnak and you're like, oh, Pashnak's been around for a fucking ages. He's he been just, around he forever. Just signed an eight year deal. Right, and he just signed. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Just signed an eight year deal, and he's still in his twenties. And you're like, wait a second. Like late twenties, granted, but you're still like, oh, right? But that's what happens when these guys play could come on these teams when they're nineteen years old, right? That that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like you're talking about Pashnak, who was nineteen. You're talking about Krejci, and you're like, oh, Krejci's fucking old. And then you look at his fucking like hockey database or his hockey reference. He's only like thirty three like, or whatever, right? And you're like, fuck, he's still got four years. You and then you're like, ah, well, Charlie McAvoy's like twenty six, twenty seven, right? And you're like. No, that dude's twenty three years old, and you're like, mm-hmm. shit, shit. Now, now, now we're talking about something where you're like, well, they're going to be dominant now for the next fucking four or five years, aren't they? And right, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. 
suddenly you're there and you're like, great. So, and then Olmar's in his early 20s and then fucking Swayman's in his early 20s and you're like, cool. And they're on cat-friendly deals and team-friendly deals and you're like, well, shit. Like, you're now now I'm in a position where I'm just going to be looking up for the next fucking four years. You know what I mean? Like, right. it is what it is. The, like, the old guys on this team, Bergeron is 37. Felino's but, 35. Krejci's even, 36. But that's they're not even that old. But yeah, even at 37, like, I could see Bergeron coming back for another two fucking years. I can see Krejci coming back for another two fucking years. You know what I mean? And it's like, great, cool. You know they're still going to draft correctly. You know they're still going to bring somebody in. You know what I mean? And like Boston's still a free agent destination. Like they got fucking Taylor Hall sitting on their third line. Like it's just <laughs> crazy. Like he's just sitting there. Like Taylor Hall sitting there on their third line of fifty fucking points this year, just just chilling, just chilling. When he mm-hmm. could be anywhere else, and he would have been a 70, 80, 80 point guy this year. Easy, easy. Yeah, it, it was what two years ago, two two years ago or three years ago, where he had like ninety seven points with the Devils, hundred two points, some shit like that. Who Taylor Hall? Yeah, MVP uh, with the fucking Devils. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Hang on. It wasn't that long though? Seventeen, eighteen. He had uh, how many goals did he have? Holy shit. Uh, why am I stupid? He had twenty five thirteen. Yeah, he had almost forty. Therein lies my point. Like you're talking about, oh, he had over forty. I'm sorry, forty had forty six. So he almost had. Scratch that. He almost had 50 fucking goals one year. Like, yeah. Like, like, and that's a guy who's just sitting on your third line who four years ago was scoring 45 goals. Right. Like, that doesn't go away, folks. Like, you don't forget to fucking bang him in. Like, like, no. It's, it's there. You know what I mean? Like, he, like, he might have gotten slower or whatnot, but like, even in the case of Patrick Kane, like, is he still the same Patrick Kane that he was on like the early years of the cup winning years on Chicago? No. Is he still going to get 25 a year? Yeah. Like right. he's still that dude. Like he's still capable. Like Brett Hull was still banging in 25 goals a year, even at the, like when he was on the Dallas stars, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't. No, absolutely. It is, man. Like, I don't know. Um, dude, I like like you said. I I think that we're all looking up at the Boston Bruins, but oh, it's it's Boston and everybody else. It's not even close. Yeah, I mean, you can't say otherwise. You can't you can't tell me that. Oh yes, the Rangers probably got better. Yes, the Devils probably got better. Are they better than what Boston did? Because Boston no. also made a trade. Yeah, Boston secured essentially. They 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 didn't just secure their and make it a top nine. They secured all four lines, and now you're there. There's no respite. There's no rest. Like you're you're getting fucking rolled for sixty minutes. Like there is nobody on. Like that fourth line is a second line on some teams. You know what I mean? Like there there's nobody that 
you can say, I'm taking it easy this shift. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're no. screwed. You're getting no, pressed not. for 60 minutes. A hundred percent. Like in terms of the Rangers long-term, like, I like I like the Tarasenko trade. I like the Keen trade, but they feel like rentals. So they probably like, are rentals. Like, if all no, this think, was for them to strictly be rentals, then I don't know how to feel about it. You know, the what I mean? only like, thing you can hope is that Patrick Kane is at the end of his career and he can, you know, maybe he'll take a you know a deal for. Yeah, he takes a team friendly deal. You know, I think. I think. <laughs> Tarasenko is more likely to resign, but probably. Even then, but even then, like you can only afford to resign one of them, not both of them, right now. Like no, because the Rangers have a lot of guys under contract long term. Right, and like your upcoming UFA's or RFA's, like you have to resign. Like you're kind of obligated to resign the kid line. You know what I mean? Like. Either mm-hmm. full term or bridge deals, like that—that's for sure. And then beyond that, I think you got uh, Miller, Goudreau, and I think Bessie that are coming up as well. So, mm-hmm. if you really want to sign like Kane, one of those dudes has got to go. But with the way that we're not playing defense and we're not forechecking and we're not fucking bet, like we're not grinding people out or chasing or dumping like do you really want to get rid of a fucking Goudreau or do you really want to get rid of a of a Miller like the, those are the thing like right uh, you're, you're you're robbing Peter P. Paul you know what I mean like you're I don't the know the Rangers are pretty much capped out right now like <laughs> they're yeah, pretty no, much like, capped right now there, there's no space like if you really want to resign somebody long term like one of those two like you got to shed some fucking cap, but like, who are you getting rid of? You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't. Like, well, you're, you're also in- too, well, because Filipino and Lafreniere are restricted free agents. Right. So Which, you'll get that. Keandre Miller's a restricted free agent. But what are you going to sign? Like a two way deal or, um, you know, a bridge deal? You know, another two year bridge deal? Right. That, that, that's difficult to say. Like, you're, you're going to, like, if you want to keep this team together, people are going to have to make concessions. And that leads me to believe the fact that the next 20 games plus playoffs. So at most 40 games are a rental for fucking Patrick Kane. Like that, that's a rental. It mm-hmm. has to be. And then like Tarasenko, maybe if he cut, if he starts flashing and, and making deals, but, Long, I don't know. Long term, well, I, I the, think the other problem too is you can't trade a lot of these guys because Panarin has no trade, Zabanajad mm-hmm. no trade, Kreider no trade, Trocheck no trade, um, Good Barkley Goodrow has a modified no trade, um, Truba has a no trade. Like, and those are guys who are like not free agents for a while, right? And like. I know how people feel about Jacob Truva, and I know that that people think that he's a good captain and all that, but like, that's not the guy I want to give a fucking no trade calls to. You know what I mean? Like that. That problem was they. The problem was they traded a lot for him, and they had to sign him. That's true. No, you're absolutely right. But like, 
fuck. Like looking back on it now, you're like, God damn, like that that's a dude I have a fucking no movement calls with. Mm-hmm. That that fucking hurts. You know what I mean? Like I get Panarin. Like like Brad had should get one. Like that there's he's he's the best player on the ice, and you saw it today. Like the passes that he's putting on, the space that he's finding, so on and so forth. Like that's a dude you want on your team. But oh man, like some of these other guys that have the no movement clause fucking they right. fucking kill me, man. You know, the other thing too is that <laughs> This year, I mean, again, talk about dead cap or whatever, but they're still paying Kevin Shattenkirk, Dan Girardi, and Tony D'Angelo. Like, you know, after this year, that all goes away. But still, that's th- that's almost so much three and a half dead money, three there. and a half million dollars in dead money. Just fucking sitting there, just just fucking staring mm-hmm. you in the face. That that's all it is. So like, they've done a good job. They'll probably make the the Eastern Conference semifinals, but I, I don't know, bro. Like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> it, it, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, they, they might run into the fucking Devils in the first round, and then it's all bets are off. You know what I mean? Like, that, that fucking, I don't know. Shit. Right. Like, it's 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 questionable, man. It's There's questionable. no guarantees that you're gonna get back there again. They weren't supposed to be there last year. No, and, and, and like, there's no guarantees, and the fact that the roster construction is so iffy at this point, it makes you wonder how big that window actually is. Like, right. is are we talking about a two-year window? Are we talking about this window slamming shut? If you don't get it done this year, where are we actually at? Like, mm-hmm. and then how, how much growth is that kid line actually going to have? Like, are they going to continue developing? Like, how much do I believe in in Kako, how much do I believe in fucking Phil Chido? Like, it's, we, we listen, him Lafreniere La, and Kako were top two picks, were, were one and yeah, two, were. respectively, yes, in their were. drafts. So, you know what? Again, I can't, you can't fault the Rangers for not taking Jack Hughes because he wasn't there. But, you know, they took the next best player. But honestly, Kako hasn't lived up to a second overall pick. Lafreniere no, yeah. probably hasn't lived up to being a first overall pick. No, so, like I, I believe more in Lafreniere than I do Kako, but I think both are a little bit of a disappointment, to be honest with you. Right. Like, like I, I was expecting like a like with what we saw with with Capo Caco like coming out of the draft you were expecting a 30 gore score like consistently and he's just Absolutely not. he's not like, like you, you you thought that's what you were getting like you thought you were getting Patrick Lane from the fucking Winnipeg Jets that that's who you thought you were getting with fucking yeah. Caco like I, I legitimately you were like all right this guy's going to going to be foundational you know what I mean like you you were thinking about like all right a Marion Gabrick type of type of player and he's just not I um, wish, uh, but yeah, me, you and me both. But like that, that, that was the hope. You know what I mean? Like that's where we thought we were at, and it just didn't work out. And then, you know, with Lafreniere, like you were hoping that you were going to get a. I hate to say it, but like you, you were, you were hoping and wishing that like Marty St. Louis was walking through the fucking door. You know what I mean? Like that. that Listen, was there was there was comparisons that he would be Crosby. Like it's just yeah, there was. There was, there was, there was even, oh, you're getting the next Sidney Crosby. I said, well, we'll see what happens when he gets on the ice because that's what matters most. 
and so, he can't have 20 goals. No, he's got 11 this year, I think. 11 or 12. Yeah, and he's he's not going to get there. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, but it, yeah. it, it feels like, and I think this goes back, and we'll close on this. Um, it feels like whenever it comes to Ranger development, we can't fucking develop anybody in-house. Like, guys we've had, like, Dubinsky, we couldn't develop him in-house. Declare, we couldn't develop him in-house. They almost like, ruined Chris Kreider. They almost, almost ruined, uh, what's his name, uh, Matt Zuccarello. Yep. Um, yep. I remember when, I remember when Kreider first came up, it was like <laughs> they, they, they didn't know what to do. Like, Right. He was good, but he wasn't good, and you know he settled in. But like, almost ruined him. Almost Tortorella almost ruined Matt Zuccarello's career. Yep. Um, like you said, Dubinsky was one of those kids that. Goodbye, Keep Michael Delzato. Michael the fuck Delzato. God, remember? Damn. Yeah. Yep. Delzato was one. Delzato was was another one. He was, he was solid, but never got the trust that he probably should have gotten. Nope. Um, Anthony Declare was another one who traded him off for fucking what's his name Keith Yandel. Yep, which uh, didn't work out. Which yeah, unfortunately. Um, who am I missing there? JT Miller. We ruined fucking JT Miller. Yep, traded him off. Yep. But again, those trades, some of those trades were in the sell-off when you knew the team wasn't going to be good. Oh, granted. Don't get me wrong. Like, completely agree with like. Because I remember they the, sent out that letter saying like, "Oh, we're gonna start looking towards the future," and I was like, "They're gonna trade everyone." <laughs> yep, exactly. Like, I I remember that that letter coming down the pike, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, we're not gonna have a team. Like, the I said it. I was like, like, I, I said I was like, "Don't be surprised if they don't trade like Lundqvist." Like, I they'll yep. trade everyone. Everyone's gone. Yep, I saw it and I was like, "Cool." So this means we're gonna have a new GM, a new G- a new president, a yep, new team. Starting and over, where we are essentially going full ass rebuild. And granted, the rebuild came back quicker than we fucking thought it would. But now you're Probably in a position. They're spending a lot of money, and the, they're running out of time with some of the older guys. Right, but with running out of time with the older guys and the older generation and like the core of your team, the younger guys that were supposed to step up, haven't done so. have, have so not. Right. So that's, that's the, the piece problem. that's missing. Right. Right. So like the only guy of the young squad that I can actually say, like lived up to the hype is Fox. A hundred percent. Yeah. But that's not enough. He's a defenseman. Yeah. Right. His job's exactly. not the like, score. Right. Who, who's the next Fox? You know what I mean? Like, where is he in the pipeline? And it's like you look at the pipeline and it's it's fucking bare, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like they got some guys come they got some good guys coming, but nothing where you where you're blowing it away. No, and I mean like granted, like that there there's like you said, there's some guys there. Like uh fuck, what's his name? What's his name, son? Fuck. Uh What's his name? For, former, ra- former Ranger? Yeah, he, he's in the fucking pipeline now. 
yeah, but again, he's not he's not like gonna light the world on fire. No, granted, 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 granted. But like you hope and you pray that like some of these kids are gonna fucking pan out. Like you hope <laughs> they better, these, man. <laughs> like you hope to God that some of these prospects are gonna fucking be a thing. Like Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know, man. Like listen, it you know what? Uh, it's it's going to be fun closing out the season, seeing where everyone lines up, and then, like you said, it's just everyone's looking up at the Bruins, so I guess it's meet me at the conference finals, and we'll see what happens. Right. Like, yeah, that's his name. Sorry. I, it just fucking came to me. Fucking Adam Sakura. That's the guy. That oh, okay. Yeah. Adam Sakura is fucking – everybody's hoping that Adam Sakura is going to be a dude. Like, Riley Hughes. You're hoping that Riley Hughes is the guy. Like, you're – you're hoping that fucking the guy from from Russia, fucking Barbashev. You're hoping that he's a dude, but which one? A lot of hoping. Dude? A lot of hoping. Yeah, that's exactly my point. Like, there's a lot of hope and wish going on, but there's right. I, I hope. I wish for a lot of things too, and you know what? We'll see what it happens. It really works out. It's, right. Is how I fucking learned. You know what I mean? Like, but like those aren't even dudes who are playing in the AHL right now. Like that. That's right. what's killing me. Like. You're talking about kids who are 18 and like still haven't played professional hockey yet. You know what I mean? Like, right? They they haven't I seen. Right, listen, I know. Like it, but again, like I said, I can't worry about them right now because they're not coming. But I listen. Let's see what happens when the playoffs start. That's it. The team is set. This is it. Yeah, they're not, no, making, like, they're not making any more deals. This is it. Yeah, no, like the like you're done. Like unless something fucking like unless losing five three to the fucking Ottawa Senators fucking motivates you to make a, some like last minute deal, but uh, no, nah, probably know, not. Man. There's no deal. There's no deal to be made. They already they they got Tarasenko and Kane. Any other yeah, year, like, you'd be like, holy shit. Yeah, like the, but like even then, like we were all like, holy shit, until we realized like. Fuck, four goals isn't gonna get it done when you're no, getting in five like that. Uh, like, listen, uh, you know you gotta win games six five. That's how it's gotta work. Uh, so I don't know. I, mean, I I don't think we're gonna blow people out of the water like that. But no, but maybe next week maybe next week we're singing a different tune about it. You you, you know what's gonna happen now, right? We lost five three on Saturday. We're gonna go into fucking Boston and fucking win like five four. You know what I mean? Like suddenly, gonna, you know what suddenly, that? You know what Sunday? All of a sudden, that game looks real interesting. That game looks real interesting now. All of a sudden, right? Because like now, that, you like, know, hopefully, you listen. <laughs> this is who you're gonna play. If you can't beat the best, then why are we even bothering? Right. Like now, now suddenly, I have Kane. I have a fucking decently on fire or gelling Vova Tarasenko. I have mm-hmm. th- the lines that I wanted to have. I'm probably going to throw Shesterkin out there on, on s- this weekend against right. the fucking top team in the, in the league. Like it, it, you're going to, you're going to find a lot about your team on against the fucking yeah. You're going to find out a lot and yeah. we'll see. We'll see. But on that note, bud, I'll let you go. We'll end this yes. thing. And uh, 
Cool. Let's talk to you guys later. We'll see you guys talk, next week. Talk to you next week. Later.